Hello. Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So uh, we're in our ninth Teamless Tuesday. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, who is an expert physio and resident pain in my backside. Hi, Mitch. How you going? <laughs> hey, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. <laughs> And I'm followed by uh welcome return of uh, the pain in my neck, Mitch the king. Ward. The king. The king. <laughs> the king is back. The king. I'm the... back, mother truckers. Yeah, the king of nuggets. <laughs> All right, mate. How you going? Yeah, good, mate. That's good. good. Look, before we get into tonight, look, let's go with uh, the usual. We are up on Facebook and Instagram at Boom or Bust NRL. So like and follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we got pretty regular content posts. It's all pretty good fun and good quality. And again, thank you for everyone who's done so. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the podcast and listening. Everyone really appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Leave a review if you like the podcast. It helps people in the world. You know, if they're thinking, how do I fix my fantasy side? They might find us and then delete the app. So, because <laughs> if we're the best they've got, they're in trouble. All right. And thank you to everyone who has uh, liked and subscribed uh, across all formats, guys. We're hitting like really good numbers here, just really encouraging numbers. We're not doing this for the money. I get no money for any of this, but it's really nice to see that people are, they're either masochists because they hate us, but they're still listening and liking the post or they're actually enjoying it. So thank you. All right, speaking of masochists, uh, we've got a number of segments tonight. We've uh, got the Boom or Bust Leagues. We've got our Sheesh Stats. we got a giant, enormous mega segment with Mitch. Trust me, I'm a physio. Uh, we have the Naughty Corner. we got the rundown of all eight games. And we got where we went wrong last week as well. We have the To The Moon segment. We have the Vice Captain, My Captain, as uh, we all captain in clear at the moment. Uh, we have our Trades for the week. And we have a big questions from the people segment. So guys, let's get underway. Nick, mate, we missed you last week. How are Aww. your leagues going? Mate, uh, give me one second. Well, Cher Brothers, he's undefeated 8-0. Oh, serious? Um, and I, t- I, I topped the league this week with 918. So oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what I need to do, guys, is I need to uh, you know, dish some punishment out to the newbies in the league. I'm looking at you, SC Boomerangs, mate. I think you're in the 600s or something like that. Mate, pull your finger out, listen to the potty, and uh, let's let's start cranking out some 900s, okay, mate? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. How about you, Mitch? How's your league going? Uh, we've got the same bloke as we have the whole way through. NRL FL Loms continues to top the ladder, and he's also undefeated at 8-0. And I'm clawing my way up. I'm now at uh, 11th, and there's one win splitting 4th all the way down to 13th. So the really tight uh, league... Um, should be good. Enjoying it. That's good. Mate, I am slowly, slowly clawing my way up the ladder. So I've gone from 17th, I'm now up to 7th on the league. Uh, so uh, with 4 and 4. So it's a it's a pretty gross league at the moment. There's no 8, no winners, fortunately. Kiwi Cookie is leading the league uh, with 7 and 1. I did pip the second place guy, uh, threat level midnight NRL FL, mate. Sorry, but I got you this week. Uh, best one this week, though, New Zealand War Destroyers, 976 points. Whoa. He slacked out a big one. That's That's got to be like top 100. 
that's so. that's like a 1200 point week from last year that's that's ridiculous that is well done mate so and uh nick our overall how we doing Matty P, Death Squad, NRL, FL. He's first in our league, but guys, he's 16th overall. He's absolutely dominating. I said dominating and representing the boomer bust. Boys. Mate, well done. Death Squad, you know, I'm just hoping you don't have like Saddam Hussein in that team or something. A name like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And guys, how are we going overall for fantasy? Mitch, take us away, mate. Mate, I'm on uh, 4,683, so I'm, I'm less of an embarrassment to the Fantasy League. Um, had a bit of a Gus Gould sort of incident this week, you know, me being the Trent Barrett. I've sort of gone from the Michael Guire to the Trent Barrett analogy where, you know, I've had yourself and Nick whispering my ear on things to do and the team's pulled it together, which has been great. Um, so, you know, not the not the ire of, of the uh, NRL Fantasy podcast that we have, here, have, have going here. No, um, well done. Obviously, mate. that's just a joke, and I, I take my own advice. But, geez, <laughs> if you're Trent Barrett, um, life's not very good at the moment. Oh, it's better with a win, though. Geez, like imagine if he had that all week, and then they got towed up. You know, is that a win points. though? Is that a that, win? Oh, it, I don't. It, it, it is wins better than a loss in that position. Is imagine it a win though? It's better than losing by twenty five points. I'd call it a draw. I think it's a draw at best. To be honest, I know they say the team sold, but I'm calling that a draw. And it just validates that, that you know, Trent Barrett can't coach, basically. Anyway. Oh, quite possibly. But I, I, I just turn around and basically say if they lost by 25 and he had a couple more losses, their calls would be too loud, at least with a win, right? They're now looking at Adam O'Brien, where they probably should be. So, aha, sucks to be Newcastle. Sorry, boys. Uh, Nick, how are you going this week, mate? Boys, a uh, bit of reflecting time. I was around 15,000 after round one, down in the dumps, thinking, geez, what have I got myself into? A podcast? Jeez. Anyway, now I'm around 2,600, guys. So well feeling Hi. good. A few uh, good good weeks. Nothing uh, extraordinary, but, you know, some just some consolidating weeks and the team base getting up. So feeling, feeling pretty good. Stu, how are you going, mate? Mate, I had a pretty good week. I, I wasn't sure how I was going. Got a... I have a lot of Panthers in my team and the Panthers were okay, but not great on Friday. I'm thinking I'm in a lot of trouble here. But uh, the boys came through. I'm now up to 1254. So, uh, start, yeah, it's it's pretty good, mate. Look, I started around 6,000. It blew out a little bit, but I've sort of been on a slow slide up the ranks. So, mate, and I'm just making sure that I keep ahead of you guys. I want to do the Michael Schumacher. We just kind of make sure that you're just leading by the front enough to... To not sweat too much. We so. should just get onto his app, Nick, and sell off Cleary and a couple other people. <laughs> absolute flogs. Can you imagine the Panthers game starts? He checks his fantasy app. <laughs> he's his not computer. Oh, that's it. oh, mate, it would be pretty rough. It's it's good time being a Panthers fan, I, I must say, because uh, you can play like really, really terribly up there. You can have a t- almost a Tigers level versus Titans bad game up there on the Gold Coast. And uh, you still come out with an easy two points. So, yeah, good luck to them. Uh, Now, let's the stats this week. Nick, you've upgraded our stats uh, stats segment, mate. What are we looking at this week? Are you going to run through different types of stats, guys? Attacking stats for the sheesh. We got uh, Carl Felt, Xavier Coates, and Matt Icavalo all with Hatties. Remus Smith with three tries. Tamari Martin. 
Scott Drinkwater and Remus Smith, but each with uh, three line break assists, which are pretty solid. And the big man, David Clemmer, five offloads, which is pretty Ooh. solid. Oh. In terms of running meters, Teddy, was uh, he actually was over 300. Then he got stack corrected back to 299, but that's still ridiculous. Uh, the tackling kings this week, Ruben Cotter with 54 on Blake Braley with 51. Tackle busting kings, we've got uh, Greg Marzu with 12, Teddy with 11. In terms of turnover tackles, uh, Starling, TPJ, and Ravalawa each had three turnover tackles, which is worth four points each, which is solid. And the kicking um, masters, guys, we've got uh, quite a few this week, actually. DCE with over 600, 634, and he had a 40-20. Burden with 662 kick meters and a 40-20. And the other guys, Chad Townsend with 650 kick meters and uh, Hunt with 624 kick meters. So a, lot of, a lot of guys actually over 600 this week, which is huge. Uh, Paps kicked seven goals in the towel up of the Knights. And uh, Luke Brooks, three f- uh, forced dropouts, which is quite solid as well. Uh, I was surprised to see that. In terms of negative player guys, um, Croker, 11 missed tackles. Lachlan Croker for Manly. And Liam Martin, 10 missed tackles. And Benny Hunt, no surprise, nine missed tackles. I think we flagged all three of these mid uh, preseason, by the way. So I actually wasn't surprised to see either of those three. And in terms of errors, Targo. Lee Thompson, boys, hang on to the ball. And that's all from me. Yeah, I must say one of the few things preseason that was said about Targo is that he's a brilliant player, but Jeezy's got an error in him. And yes, he does. <laughs> all right. So, Mitch, mate, probably the biggest segment for you of the year in the Trust Me, I'm a Physio I, Corner, mate. Mate, this could be triple, or this could be the culmination of the last three weeks combined. Like, there are a few things to go with. The waiting room is packed. So let's get into it. So the first one's probably the biggest, guys, Payne Haas. So an aggravation of his grade 1 AC joint. My impression is that he might have actually worsened it to a grade 2. Typically, grade 1 are no timeout from NRL. Once we start hitting those grade 2s, though, it can vary between 1 to 2 weeks. With an AC joint injury, the main problem is tackling, boys. So when we go in for those tackles, that's when you're going to notice it. Payne Haas, big tackler, front row forward. At the moment, they've got him listed for a week. I would not be shocked if we saw him out for two weeks, given his role and the importance of the team. They might wear this one and put him out for two weeks. I suspect it will depend if they get the win this week. One uh, way or another. Yep, go on. Would, would it also matter that uh, they got Magic around next week as well versus Manly? It would. I think it would. A lot of the time, those decisions when they're 50-50 actually come down to things like how badly do we need to win and um, dollars. So I think, Stu, you've called it. He will most likely be back next week. But if I was in charge, I'd probably make him wait the two because while they can put a bit of quarters in there and pad it up, um, he's very likely to be feeling that a a fair amount. And as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's gone from a one to a two. Haas is a pretty tough dude to have to come off mid-game um, when it was sort of hanging in the balance, to me, is a bit of a red flag. So definitely a week, obviously. But even with Magic Round, I wouldn't be shocked at two. Um, and it's something we'll talk about a bit later. Mate, Kurt, I was it, quite, sorry, I was quite concerned with Payne Haas because he was actually more aggravated when he was getting tackled and hit the ground more than tackling, I found, um, from watching him. Like, does that are you more worried about the injury in that sense, Mitch, or, or about the same? About the same. It's another symptom of the injury. There are two ways it occurs. The first is falling onto the point of a shoulder. 
um, and the second's having someone sort of fall onto it. So the fact that he's noticing it being tackled doesn't shock me at all. In fact, it's probably one of the more common things to feel. However, mm. when he's going to have dramas, it'll be more tackling. The reason you didn't notice that as much is because it's so heavily padded um, for the most part of that stage. He probably wasn't feeling it uh, a ridiculous amount. But no, mm. that, that's pretty well the mechanism is usually they're sort of tackled onto the point of the shoulder. Yes, wait. Uh, boys, Kurt Capel, so he's got a neck injury and listed as a week out. I suggest to you it's uh, just a burner and most likely will be returning uh, for Magic Round. Adam Clune, so they've only listed it as a knee injury. Uh, he was playing with it, so I would say most likely a meniscus. That brings in Tex Hoy and Phoenix Crosland. We don't have much more information. If he needs surgery, uh, it can range anywhere between 8 to 12 weeks, so follow that one closely. Uh, Salso Sua, HIA, just the week. So assuming he clears that uh, this week, he should be back for next week. Kurt Mann's listed as ankle ligaments. Uh, um, given that they've put in four weeks, I'd suggest that's the lateral ligament area. Uh, and for four weeks, it's probably about a grade two. At this stage, we'd expect uh, Phoenix Crosnan or as now we've seen, Leo Thompson to take over that lock role, which for anyone who's holding Leo Thompson is fantastic. As far as his ability to return into that role, uh, lock does involve some lateral movement, but my suspicion is he'll be taped pretty heavily at that four-week mark and he'll be able to play. Brad Parker, guys, another one with a fair amount of meat on the bone. So this is an ACL partial rupture. Now, they've gone with the non-surgical option. Sometimes in these scenarios, they'll actually just go in there and repair it and just wear it for the year. I would wager that the reason they're not doing that is because they want him back in four weeks. There are a variety of treatments for it, and I'm not going to get into it here, but there, there are a few things I would suspect that they're trying uh, right now to allow this to happen. What they'll basically be doing is they'll be looking at the stability of the knee joint. So there are a series of tests you can do for that. They'll give him rehab over the next four weeks. They'll re him all right, and if he's doing well, he will come back. The risk of this injury is that it isn't completely right, and they send him back, and he completely ruptures it. So I, I will be very interested to see if he does come back. As someone who plays in the center, lots of high speed running and change of directions, I would be tempted to wait at least six weeks on this one, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he ends up having the surgery. It's it's a really risky proposition. What does the um, surgery look like, Mitch? Uh, they would go in there and uh, probably put in part of his hamstring as, as a supplement to the ACL, so they'd probably have a bit of a look and see if they can uh, salvage it. And if it's too torn, they'll just basically strip it and put in the hamstring. If it's a small partial rupture, what they can do is they can, um, they basically get like sort of a dissolvable foam and they put your own blood in it and they put it where the ligament is and basically it allows the ligament to, to reconnect. It was something that was used on Terry Campisi and I'd remember it distinctly because it didn't work. And he had a few things. He had the cadaver ACLs and, and the like, and it actually re-ruptured. So it's one that always sticks in my head because I was a big Terry Campisi fan. And um, when he had this exact same injury, that's what they did. So it sort of helps bridge the gap because it takes a long time for those ligaments to repair. And I don't know exactly how much Brad's ruptured, but if it's even half of it, my feeling is that they would be trying something like that. Okay. Um, and that's pretty low level invasiveness. And he can bounce back sort of in that four to six week period. But then once we're talking the full repair, that's that's nine months, maybe nine 12. Months, so okay. It's big. So the full one's nine to 12 months. If they do the surgery I talked about where you can put the uh, sort of dissolvable um, 
sort of tissue or paper in there. It's sort of like a thing that over time will dissolve. They sort of use your blood to sort of bridge the gap and that helps it join. Um, that's a lot less invasive. But this stage, my sense is they'll basically let it heal as much as it's going to, test the stability pre and post, and re-MRI, and then they'll make a decision based on that. So it'll either be four weeks, 10 weeks, or the season. But at least four, my gut instinct is it'll be closer to six if he comes back. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's done for the year. So, wow. So that that really puts a bit of a light on uh, Kula and possibly even Ben Trevojevic. It does. There is, there is the chance he comes back, though, because as I would say, if it's just a little one, um, he could very well come back in four weeks. But my instinct is if it's enough for an NRL boy to go down, I reckon it's at least grade two partial rupture, which is 50% of the ligament. Fair enough. So it's a good amount. Um, so stay posted. Be interesting. Um, Jason Saab. So turf toe. Guys, that's really nasty. Turf toe is the sort of injury that sometimes you can play on it. But more often than not, it requires surgery. You remember that Nick Cottridge actually had it fixed up um, when he had that shoulder repair last year because you may as well deal with it at the time. Again, it could very well be seizing in this one. Um, it sort of depends on the player and their ability to tolerate pain. Jason Saab, what's his asset? Running at speed. Basically, turf toe is a good way to get rid of that. Uh, would not be surprised if we saw Christian Tupotolo for the rest of the year. Um, that's not good at all. Latrell Mitchell. So I sort of had huge concerns for the re-aggravation of his hamstring injury. Uh, if we watched Eddie Farah um, on the South's page, he's pretty happy with how Latrell's rehab from that acute injury. They've sent him off to the US. To me, look, yes, they're sending him off for experts in the States. I actually think physios are better in Australia. That That might be a little bit of bias, but... You look at all the, the best research and stuff being done in the world. Uh, I think Australia is number one. Then maybe the Scandinavian countries two, UK three. US comes in at about four. I am concerned that they are struggling to get this thing 100% right and they're sort of looking for stuff a bit outside the box. As I said at the time with Luttrell, would not be shocked if his hamstring could be career-ending. He's torn it off the bone once. He's re-injured it. When I really start to think back at how, how he was last year, he just really wasn't the same guy. Um, huge cause for concern there. Certainly from a fantasy perspective, I don't think he's ever going to be the same guy we saw at the Roosters or in those early Souths um, years. Jesse Arthurs, he's a shoulder. So, so sorry, Mitch. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Uh, yeah. Could he be getting, um, this is pure speculation, but could he be getting perhaps a treatment that's not available in Australia due to regulatory issues or? Uh, no, because uh, anything that wouldn't be regulated in Australia would be not regulated in the NRL. So if it got picked up, he'd be done. Yeah, right. Okay. So there'd be nothing. It, it'd be, it, it, from what I understand, he's probably working with um, Exos or Altus, I would suggest. And they're their sort of top end uh, strength and conditioning guys who they use with their sprinters. Uh, yep. So high hamstring injuries like Latrell has had are very common in them. I would wager they're doing that. But again, I would say Australian physios, Eddie Farrow is a fantastic physio. I, I, I think he would be more than capable of handling it. And if he's mm. not feeling that way, that makes me really worried um, because he knows his stuff. So we'll see how that goes. I, I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'd be a bit concerned, to be honest. 
Jesse Arthur, so two weeks, uh, shoulder injury. I'd say that's just a strain through the rotator cuff. Uh, so we're likely to see more of Rocco Berry. Sad news if you're an Ash Taylor fan. He's retired. Um, I would say arthritis and labral injuries in through the area forced him there and surgery is just not going to cut it. So that brings in Dacine Asai. Sammy Balave, that's a knee for two weeks. That's going to bring in Croker. Adam Kieran, so we're looking at most likely a grade, uh, high-grade one lateral ligament sprain. That's brought him out for a couple of weeks, and that's going to bring in Momorowski. David Fafida, he's a grade two MCL. They've listed him at four weeks. I would, as I've said before, anyone who likes to move laterally or run uh, always tends to be not great, even if they come back at that first full week. So if you're thinking fantasy, we're looking at about six. Torhu Harris, uh, he's going to be... mine, Mitch. Uh, it was more just because, uh, yeah, I know the news this week was that Torhu Harris is back 100% unrestricted at training. Mm-hmm. Yep, so he's going to be back, I would say, in the next round or two. What can we expect? Well, in Torhu's position, ACLs are not going to be as big a deal as, say, Brad Parker, uh, wing, back, half, etc. Um it will affect him to a degree, but Torhu's a grinder. He tackles, he offloads, and he runs straight. Um, perhaps he has one or two down weeks, but he'll be back to Torhu level by round 13, 14, assuming he's back, say, round 12. If he's back to full training, uh, it's round eight this week, Stu. Round I reckon yep. It's round nine. I reckon he's a good chance of round 10, if not 11, and then we might be looking to pick him up 12, 13. Oi, oi. Excellent. Uh, Luciano, so I've got him listed here as most likely a grade two hamstring. He went off with a good amount of discomfort. I actually watched that game closely. They haven't listed it yet, but I I would wager that that was the case. He tried to play through it and and just couldn't do it. Even if it's a grade one, I think we're looking at sort of three to four weeks. Grade two sort of brings us up to that four and six weeks. Uh, The implication of that is Alex Seafarth which we're going to talk about a bit later. David Norfoluma, HIA, so assuming he clears that, he'll be back in a week. And then the final one is James Roberts. He's had a microdisectomy, and I think we spoke about that when he was listed as injured. So generally, microdisectomies, you've got six weeks of basically being able to lift a kilo or two. So from that point, we've got at least four to six weeks of proper rehab before I think he'll truly be back. I would say 10 to 12 weeks on James, and that gives Oliver Gildart that time in the jersey. And after all that, that is the end of probably the biggest casualty award I'm hoping to see for the 2022 season. And that is the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Good night. Uh, yep. That's it. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, the yeah, the, the NRL Physios one, it must have been 17 hours long this week, mate. Poor, poor bugger, because he goes into a good amount of detail and he has videos and everything. I'm just rattling off the injuries, the implications, and who did that, who that brings in. So... Um, He's yeah. not getting much sleep. That's bl- bloody brilliant, mate. No, Thanks we, for that. we really appreciate it because, uh, like, as I said, sometimes I just chuck in guys like Tohu Harris because I know he's coming back. But bugger if I know what that means. I just kind of got to pray that he comes back well at some point. Yeah, and a lot of it's the injury plus the position. Not not all injuries are going to respond the same to different positions. It's a bit like Latrell's uh, hamstring injury. That's a real big problem for someone who has to run and 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 get out in open space. But for a forward, it might not be as big a deal. Um, mm. 
So they're also things to always consider. So if you're a bit of a lay person and you don't understand the injury, if you have a bit of a think about, well, what does this person actually have to do, you can figure it out. Um, <laughs> Poor Chanel Harris-DeVita. Think about that one for a while, boys. Ruptured testicle. <laughs> oh. I, I, apparently, he has lost a little bit of that. They salvaged what they could, is what I read. <laughs> That's even worse. Move it on. For the love of the game, right? I played on through it. It's like, oh, mate. Yeah, he's an animal, eh? Mate, like those Kiwi boys, they're, they're something else. I'll tell you what. That's it. The um... I reckon they should get a season at home when uh, the borders reopen properly and New Zealand stops playing silly buggers with COVID. That's it. 100%, mate. Oh, well, look, they're coming back this year, so they'll get some games at home, thank goodness. And yes, I reckon next year they should have at least, yeah, two-thirds of their games at home for sure. The... um. As long as the team's good. Maybe after a while they might send them back to Redcliffe if they do badly. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the, the first uh, trans-Tasman relocation forced by the fans. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Naughty Corner. So, guys, a couple of big ones this week. Uh, Carl Lawton, guys, I got f- sent off and he got four weeks with an early guilty plea for a dangerous tackle. Guys, I guess, thinking through this one, did you think that the send-off was fair, Nick? Um, Yeah, I, I was arguing with my mate Mark about it. Um, he thinks it was a really bad tackle, and I, I just thought it was an accident, to be honest, but I don't know how you could do anything but send him off. So, um, you know, saying to Carl Lawton, oh, get it out of your game, like, I think he just went for a tackle. He got him so sweetly. Mm. And then and then it just went wrong from yeah. there. I don't think it was intentional at all. But yeah, I think it's a fair punishment because if it was intentional, then you'd be looking at you know ten to sixteen weeks. Um, but the send off was definitely warranted. What do you think, Mitch? I just have an issue with the inconsistency across the NRL this year. Um, if it's a send off, then just make sure it's a send off for you. That's really all I have to say about it. Um, I just keep coming back to that hit of. Um, Tupu on Ravalau last year, as Anthony Griffin said, he would have been put in jail and then poor Carl Lawton <laughs> and off nine minutes in. I just want consistency as a fan. Like, is it really that hard? No. Um, I don't know if it's a send-off. I don't know what a send-off is anymore. I just want it to be consistent. That's it. Yeah. Make, I like, like, uh, apart happy from for the game to be saved. I know a send-offs, right? Things like that. Uh, but uh, I think it has to have some intent or, or real reckless recklessness like but he only got four weeks though so you need, as i said you didn't I get think that basically of... says that it, it probably wasn't a send-off if they're only giving him four weeks i think it's an obvious agree with 10 minutes. it's an obvious 10 minutes but if you're getting four weeks like fu marina rightly got sent off and got the absolute book thrown at him that's a send-off but mm. carl 10 minutes tupu 10 minutes they just no, t- the referees t- need to tupu didn't get 10 minutes mate he no 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 play. that's because you know Politis is paying the referee's salary, or at least half of it. We've talked about that. But, <laughs> like, just get it right. Because if I go up to Brisbane and we see some of the shenanigans we saw last year, yeah, I will be I will be billing Volandis. It was gross That's last true. year. So just get it right, guys. It's not. It really isn't hard. No sport has more difficulty getting consistency than the NRL, and I have no idea why they can't. That's true. That's true. I, they seem to vacillate a lot between whoever's complaining the most this week. So hopefully for Magic Round, they get it right. 
Uh, look, we also got Jack Whiten, who's got two weeks off for a dangerous throw. Uh, look, I think because he's already been in trouble this year, I think that's why he got the the two weeks. Uh, so I guess for Jack Whiten, he, he's just trying too hard to lift the side. That's pretty terrible. So uh, apart from that, a bunch of fines this week. A couple of guys missing a week, but that's that's the big stats this week. And now, guys, just before we get to the week nine games, one thing that we all got wrong this week. Uh, Mitch, what lead us off, mate? Uh, this week it's only one, guys. Uh, it was a week early on the cheese. An inexplicable drop in minutes. Thanks, Bellyache. Uh, at this stage, the best course of action, guys, is if you don't have him, wait for Origin. And if you do, stay the course. He's got minutes in him and he will get points. Mm. Fair enough. Nick? Yeah, no, that's a good point, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Nick's, Nick's left us here. Uh, yep. Mate, your sound's dropped out, but that's all right. Look, I'll go all with right. it. Oh, sorry, yeah, mate. sorry, 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 I'm here. Sorry, I was on, <laughs> I was on mute. <laughs> Boys, the Cowboys are not stinky. <laughs> they're not great, but they're not stinky, okay? We have to stop calling Scott Drinkwater stink water, okay? He's an awesome fullback, and he's a less good 5'8", right? It's going to be interesting to see where they put the hammer. Um, Mitch, you need to just come across. They're not stinky, but they're not great, all right? I refuse to do any of that. They lost to a stinky team in the Parramatta Eels. Then the week before, they beat they another... Beat, they, 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 beat they won. Them. Yeah, oh, sorry. They beat a stinky team in the Parramatta Eels. Sorry, I got that backwards. Uh, and then the week before that, who did they beat? They've the just Raiders. beat stinky people. Oh, the Raiders, the milk, probably the most stinky milk I've seen in about 10 years. <laughs> uh, then the week before that, they beat, they lost to the Warriors, who are stinky. Uh, and then they got smacked by the Roosters, who are starting to stink. So, no, I refuse. I refuse. No, I, they're, they're I would, I would say that the Scotty Drinkwater, though, he's a decent fullback. He's a better fullback. Uh, he's a great fullback. I will stop calling fullback. him Stinkwater, but I refuse to stop calling the Cowboys Stinky. Yeah, I, I refuse. I, I, all I can say is, is that I had them pegged for the spoon. I don't think they're getting that spoon that, anymore. 100% I, think, I had them for the spoon too. Th- they'll be lucky to make the eight though. They're, they're going to uh, come uh, Yes, up but, but it's a different conversation we're having now. Right? They're, they're third on the ladder. Like yeah. I'm not. I know we're only eight you, rounds in, but that's drop a third a lot of the of season, mate. To get the spoon now, you pretty much they they got more wins now than the Bulldogs did all of last year. They've got they more. Wins. <laughs> They've got more wins than Newcastle and the Bulldogs are capable of. So they're not getting the spoon. No, like that's like sick. okay, are Newcastle capable of two more wins? Well, find out, I guess. The, the probably, Cowboys probably are three and a one away, which is very uncharacteristic for them. So that's true. Um, though, though North Queensland uh, going out to Darwin was more like a home game for them. Like what <laughs> Parramatta were thinking, bringing North Queensland to that sort of humidity? They should, they should have brought Melbourne up there. Stu, you picked you picked that. <laughs> Stu, camera. by the way, you did. Yeah, that that was that was one of your best takes of the year, mate. There oh, haven't mate. been many, but that was one of the better ones. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. The biggest thing this time of year is the humidity, especially north of the border. Like, it's exactly the same. I was talking to you boys about how bad the Sharks were and how bad the Panthers were, the drop ball. 90% oh, humidity. Yeah, it's both absolute. games. And the boys from Sydney, they just don't cope. Like, they're no. not used to it. Even even in the, our summers, it can get pretty humid, but it's not that bad. So, mm. yeah, not that sort of filth. Anyway, uh, well done to the boys up north. The thing that I got wrong 
this week, guys. I said that Saturday would be an absolute shocker of a day to watch the footy. It was actually the best day of footy that week. Couple of upsets, couple of really close games. Like I was, fortunately, it was the one day that weekend that I actually had a bit of time to to sit down and really watch the footy properly. And they were genuinely good games. Whereas the games of yeah. Thursday, Friday, pretty trash. But Saturday, we got the Bulldogs winning. We had uh, our golden point game with the Raiders versus the Warriors. And then we got to see the Eels towed up quite badly. So that's what everyone was actually excited for. <laughs> that's, that's what the people really wanted to see. Because <laughs> their money's worth. <laughs> that's it. Well, the Roosters losing, the Eels losing. Jeez Louise. Um I think a lot of people at the moment also want to see the Panthers lose, but uh, guys, you might need to watch uh, Magic Round or uh, possibly post Origin. Oh, I reckon. I reckon the Panthers will be up for that game against Melbourne. Oh, hundred percent. They're they're still treating the the Storm like they're the premiers, like you know, they, they come out of the blocks. But we'll see. Anyway, guys, uh, moving on. Let's look at this week's games. So, uh, what's the first game this week, Nick? We have the uh, Bunnies up against the Broncos Excellent. on uh, Thursday night. Excellent, mate. Uh, that looks good. So what's happening with the Rabbits? Um, I think there's only the one change. Uh, Liam Knight's coming to the side because I think he was dropped last week and Davey Miley's gone back to the 24. Um, in terms of the Broncos, well, it's been uh, wholesale changes um, due to injuries. So... Payne Haas has dropped out of the side. Patrick Carrigan's back from injury. And Tisa Rabati is filling in for um, Kurt Catewell this week. And we've also got Jake Turpin in Jersey 24. I don't believe he was named there previously. No, it's back from that uh, shoulder, throat, something injury that he had there. So everyone's been a bit... They haven't really come out and said what was wrong with him. But uh, I'm not sure with Jake Turpin. I'm also not sure where they see him long-term because apparently he's not got a contract next year. He might uh, be playing for the Dolphins. A bit awkward. That's very awkward. That's that's why I think they're giving these guys a long time to play. Mm. So, look, how about I kick us off with one of their potential uh, hookers for next year, Billy Walters, guys. Now, look, I didn't sell him last week because I had bigger fish to fry. And I thought, well, I'd already sold him and bought him back thinking, oh, look, He's number six. I made a mistake. Oh, I wish you had a sold him, mate. That would have been the greatest whiff of all time. It would have been. It would have been. But no, I think I kept my nerve. I did. Uh, you know, I thought, look, I'm going to hold You didn't him. keep your nerve. You just had other problems to well, fix. Well, I, 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 I did. did. <laughs> but, but I... But other places. Mate, the, the, the answer is, is that if you don't spill your drink when the Titanic hits the iceberg, you still didn't spill your drink, okay? You might be sinking, <laughs> but you still, you still got to look for the bright side. Okay, so... Point being is, uh, look, he got his minute swap from last week where he only got 30 minutes last week at starting Hoggy. He got 50 this week and he turned to 46 points. And there were Oof. good stats too. A lot of tackles, dropped the missed tackles, um, and generally looked a lot better. Uh, guys, if he gets 50 minutes at hooker, he will score well against most teams. Like, I reckon there's probably, you can get to sort of full 50, 500k under that scenario. So for now, just do the upside. He's a hold for me. Don't go selling him. What do you guys think about Billy? I think he'll oscillate up and down, uh, and his fortunes and minutes will be tied to the Broncos winning. So mm-hmm. if the Broncos keep winning and playing well, uh, the cash will come. 
And if they don't, as we saw in that sort of early to middle portion of the season, um, he'll drop and, and, and won't do very well. So I'm just hoping the, that the Broncos continue to do well with my Billy Walters investment. Fair enough. Um, guys, uh, next one's a really quick one. A few people have started talking about Adam Reynolds because he's had a couple of good weeks now, got 50 points, 731K, and he's running most of the show at the Broncos with Tyson Gamble possibly being the world's most annoying 5.8th. Uh, so he's averaging 54.1, which puts him fifth behind Cleary, Hines, DC, and Munster. So, guys, fifth. Were you expecting that from Adam Reynolds this year? Yep. Yeah? Nick? Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I had Bruce. I had no, I, hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I probably didn't. Um, yeah, there you go. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's the only real half there for a start. And I put Brisbane six on the ladder because yeah. Adam Reynolds was coming up there. Now, I might be wrong about six mm. on the ladder, but. Has he made a difference to this team? Well, I don't think they would have beaten the Sharks without him, and they certainly wouldn't have won uh, the week before against the Bulldogs without him. So it was huge. Yeah, he was great. He's worth every freaking dollar. Hundred percent. He he's playing. Uh, he's getting a bit of attacking football. I think he left a lot of that to Cody Walker in previous years, but uh, Adam Reynolds is uh, getting a few more of those attacking stats too. Uh, for me though, guys, he's fully priced at the moment. So I know a few people looking to get him in, but he's not. Qu- He's not quite in the heights of uh, DCE or uh, Munster. And uh, so I would say, unless you can get him in a dip, don't buy. However, his old teammate, Cody Walker, is very interesting, guys. 68 points last week. And we got to discount that by saying that he was up against a 12-man team for 71 minutes, right? So, But 68 points, he's back to an 11-point break-even. 478k so he's dropped about 190k this year uh it's a welcome return to form for him but look guys this week is probably a prime week to jump on cody walker because he's finally turning that price around and you could make some pretty crazy money are you guys interested in cody walker this week no for the exact reason you just said i need to see him do it against 13 players Fair enough. Nick, uh, would you be willing to uh, gamble on Cody Walker? Man, I've, I've got too many halves in my team, but I, I would seriously consider a, a Schneider to a Cody Walker potentially. Um, but, I mean, he's kind of like the Jackson Hastings of two weeks ago, kind of, isn't he? Um, in terms of, like, you know, mid-range, it might actually turn to a, turn to a keeper. So if you feel like he may miss the Jackson Hastings train, maybe jump on the Cody Walker train. Walker train. Yeah, that was that was my thinking said. Like I, I did have um the fact that he turned around a little bit. He was on my uh pain train uh yeah. promo last week, which I thought was pretty good. And look, he's pulled through for the for the people he bought in. And I think it's one of those ones if you need to take a bit of a gamble in your side to get some team value going, if you're looking at your team value at the moment and it's starting with a ten or a low eleven number, this is probably like um or especially if it's got a ten on there, I reckon Cody Walker's worth a punt because he, this could rise quite quickly and then you can hop off and suddenly you're sitting pretty with a top level half. Uh, so he's what I would call a risky buy. Know what you're buying. Uh, the last one, guys, guy who 
seems to have worked his way into the team. Isaiah Tass, 51 points last week against a 12-man team. A minus 7 break-even this week, 280k. So guys, for me, it looks like they've been struggling to replace Dane Gagai out there. And Isaiah Tass has jumped into that spot. So... He seems like a genuine NRL player to me. Like he's one of those guys who's just forcing his way into the team. He's not there like Leo Thompson is because they're just out of players. He's there because uh, he's forcing his way into this team on form. And look, he's pushed Milne out, who you know didn't start the season anyway for the Rabbitohs, but he's pushed Milne back to nineteen, and he's pushing Jackson Paulo to seventeen. And Jackson Paulo last week on the bench at 17, did not play a minute. So guys, Isaiah Tash, potential cash cow rocket. Are you guys interested in him? Yes, definitely. Yep. Nick? Man, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't actually watched him play, so I'll probably have to do a bit of a uh, bit of scouting in the film room this week. Mm. Um, but potentially, he's very cheap. Um, you know, there's so many uh, young outside backs that are, you know, pretty cheap that sort of tempt us so maybe Tass is another one of those yeah look 100% uh, he and uh, at centre I'm thinking that if Taylor May isn't selected this week obviously you've got to choose Isaiah Tass on the Thursday night game before Taylor May goes down but if for whatever reason Taylor like we hear they, they give the 24 hour notice that May is cut uh, before Tass plays could be a good cash down option Uh I definitely know that I want to try and fit this guy in because there is some serious money to be made and I've got to hit that $13 million mark. Isaiah Tass is 6'1", 94 kilos. I don't, I don't love that. I know Targo's like a small bloke, for example, but I wouldn't mind if he, you know, had another 5, 10 kilos on him or something, you know? That's that's true, but then you, you Talakai, you, you must have played Junior Paulo out there. <laughs> Talakai's like 400 kilos, bro. <laughs> that's what I mean. All right, so Mitch, the Broncos this week, mate. The big news, Payne Haas. What are you thinking? Well, it's it's a really important decision for fantasy owners out there. So there are two parts to this. So number one, I believe Payne Haas will be fit to play Origin. So we have that looming in the future. And then number two is, do you think he's going to be up for one week or two weeks? I think based on the Magic Rounds coming up, they'll play him. So I think he's going to be out one week. If he's out two, though he might actually potentially, and it's breaking our rule of not selling keepers, be in a sell position. You're going to lose two weeks for origin. I'm oh, sorry, three weeks for origin and two weeks for an AC joint injury. Is there any sense in trying to park that 893K in someone like Isaiah Papali if you've got the coverage at mid or someone's going to hold value through origin? Um it's sort of, I think if he's at the the one week, you probably don't. But honestly, at, at two weeks out, potentially with the AC joint injury, it becomes a strong consideration. Uh, Stu, what are your thoughts? Uh, look, for me, it'd be one of those ones where it really depends. Like the guys who are chasing the overall side, yes, you might need to hit your origin eject button early for Payne Haas. So uh, obviously don't do it for Angus Crichton, but Josh Jackson, if you, if you don't want Isaiah Papali, because Isaiah Papali, I know his break even's high. Though, I must say, I think Papali's ceiling is better than that of Josh Jackson's. So, yeah, for, for me, I would definitely, if you're really chasing the overall, uh, if you're head-to-head, just park him, guys. 
play Leo Thompson or whoever else you got this week at uh, middle forward and uh, just just wait it out because Payne Haas is pretty much the best forward in the game and has been for, what, the last three years? So Cam Murray's giving you a run for his money, but no one else is close as far as fantasy is concerned. So just have a real think because if nothing else, it's a trade out and a trade back in. If you're down to 23, 22, 21 trades, I would hold. Nick, are you going to be trading Penhorst? I don't think so. Um, Just straight up, I probably won't. Um, But I I suppose the big question is for Mitch, what's the risk of re-injury or it getting worse? Pretty low. Pretty low. Awesome. Okay, then uh, then I definitely won't trade him. If you said, like, look, he could go in and make it much worse and be gone for 8 to 12 weeks, and that's likely, like a Brad Parker, let's say. Extremely um, unlikely. Even a grade 3 AC, mate, would only be 3 to 4. He'd have to do a grade 4, which would be... It'd be a lot of trauma. It's yep. unlikely. Yes, I'm, I'm holding, that's for sure. Excellent. And, Nick, you have another middle forward. Obviously, a replacement for Payne Haas. Who are you thinking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, cash down to this bloke, uh, Liam Knight, 392k. He was dropped last week. I was messaging Stuby like, bro, Liam Knight, is he worth a look? He's like, bro, he got dropped. He's got well, a 25 well, I, I break. He got dropped last week or he was sick, possibly. I, I don't know. I, I think I heard he was dropped, but either way, he didn't play, so he got zero points. But his break even is 21. I'm just sort of thinking um, he's he's juicing the sense that you got Arrow and Murray, which are locks for Origin. Um, even Claude Matangi might get a bench spot. I know Freddie's a huge fan, so um, I can see Knight, who's got some pedigree, actually putting out some massive scores. And so I'm sort of, I'm just watching him this week. I'm really looking for his cues to see how he's sort of running the ball and if he's sort of hanging on to his tackles to see whether it might be a buy in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, especially as they've got a couple of injuries in their forward pack. The the roost, uh, the bunny, sorry. Yeah. No, that, that, that's true. I guess they're an injury away from probably making Lee Knight a viable choice for me. I know he's had that HIA issue, like had quite a few weeks off Mitch. Uh, Liam Knight, like he's had a little while without it. How, how, how would you feel about picking him up? I don't like anyone who's an HIA risk because one knock to the head and he could be out for multiple weeks and it's contact sport, so it's extremely unpredictable. Um and he's playing in the front row position where that's very likely to happen. So I'd want to, I would want to be guaranteed that I'm going to make some good cash out of him because it's sort of like a, a, a when, not if. Oh, fair, mm. fair enough. Good to know. All right. Uh, next up. Uh, so guys, that's the end of uh, our player reviews. Who do we have winning this game, Mitch? Uh, mate, Wayne Bennett's not coaching the rabbits anymore, and the rabbits have a terrible record against the Broncos I have the Broncos by 10 nice uh, Nick I need to play four day mate excellent and look I think that uh, unfortunately Payne Haas his loss is a bit too much especially combined with Kirk Capewell those two oh I forgot Capewell was out yeah so, oh, so, so no I'm, I'm flipping Bunny, bunnies by two I'm yeah flipping. I've got the rabbits by four uh, with that the case here yeah, those two out because Capewell stiffens up that edge a lot yeah yeah, um, he does. Is, yeah, and the rabbits play out the middle. Hundred percent. So, uh, the Australia this Pat Carrigan is good, but he's he's not either of those two fellas who's out. I tell you what, Payne Haas and Capel. I think I reckon the Broncos would would be very likely to win this one. 
they would be. I, I, I would say it'd certainly be a cracking game. Uh, uh, playing those guys straight up the middle at each other, be excellent to see Cam Murray versus Benaz. Mm. Uh, the best, one of the best tacklers versus uh, one of the, the most tacklers. Anyway, work out who's who later. Game of the week coming up here, boys. I reckon. Oh, it is six p.m. Friday night. Make sure you're down at the local sports bar uh, for the Raiders versus the Bulldogs. Mate, we'll have I to will get... be. This will be a good game. What are you talking about? Yeah, this, we'll, have this to get good. Good. we'll have to go down to Huxley's again, mate. Um, uh, Emma loves watching the Bulldogs. We'll, we'll go down to Huxley's. No, serious. Okay, it sounds yeah. great. Because the game afters is worth watching too. Um, so we've got the Raiders Raiders versus the Bulldogs, sixth, uh, 14th versus 15th. Uh, guys, Raiders, massive changes. Charles Nickel Klockstad is back to fullback, as I suggested, uh, would probably be the case at some point. Other news: Jared Croker is back at three, and will probably take over goal kicking. Gross. Um, Matt Frawley comes in at six for the suspended Jack Whiten. Adam Elliott continues his role at uh, starting hooker. Uh, Elliott Whitehead comes back from that pretty gnarly facial injury. Uh, did you guys see that photo? No. He yeah, that, that was pretty nasty. He's yeah, got he's got a pin he's through three of his teeth, and his lip was split right up towards. I the think Gula hit him or something, mate. It was a must have hit him with like what a brick, yeah, crowbar <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise! So, oh man, oh that's bad. Yeah, okay, guys. Uh, I just found the picture of it before you go looking for that one. Like, go have a look, but just prepare yourself. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, social media these guys days right anyway uh moving on the other things that's happened here with Elliot Whitehead back uh we have Corey Harawira Naira goes to the bench and Sebastian Chris also joins the bench probably is Jared Croker cover and uh Harry Rushton has been moved to 18th man Xavier Savage all the way out to the depths of the reserves uh Guys, uh, Mitch, what is happening with the Bulldogs team? Yeah, so we've got skipper Josh Jackson returning from COVID. Max King shifts back to the bench. Uh, Billy Sakaras uh, out due to suspension. Brent Naden comes onto the wing with Jaden Ockenbohr shifting to the reserves. I'm sure you'll be happy about that, Stu. Oh, mate, uh, no, along... I don't want him having more time. He's on the road trip to <laughs> Canberra. Oh, Lock up your daughters. Uh, and, and he oh, he's on alongside the likes of Brandon Waking, Wakem, Chris Patolo, and Reese Hoffman. Yeah, oh, Chris Patolo uh, coming the... back from that awful HIA. Yeah, so uh, guys, look, I'll kick us off with this one. Xavier Savage, guys, he's hit two fifty k, and next time he plays, he'll hit rock bottom because he's got a break even of thirty nine. Uh, he will only ever be a bite fullback. The last couple of weeks has proven as a winger. He just doesn't cut it. He's very much like Charlie Staines, where he's got that electric speed and pace, but he just has uh, too much in front of him uh, to be worth getting into at this point. He's an absolute avoid for the rest of the season unless he gets to fullback and can prove that he can score some serious points there. Don't get marked into the hype again. Uh the other one is uh, Adam Elliott, guys. I've had more DMs, PMs about this fella this week than uh, pretty much any other player apart from Haas. So 399k, he scored 53 points last week. 
he started at hooker. Uh, let's see, he's got a decent overall points per minutes, and he got a backing up off a 40-point uh, effort versus the Panthers the week before. Uh, got break-even at 10. He's a DPP uh, middle edge. And, uh, mate, as long as he goes to the bathroom by himself, He's a pretty sure like player for this team. Oh no! <laughs> but look, it's true. But the 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 issue is, and and the question that I've got for the players at home, right? I can see what they're doing with Adam Elliott. They tried to do this with Matt Foley earlier in the year, which is that Tommy Starling is a is a great dummy half, but he's also very small, and he probably shouldn't be tackling Adam Fanua Blake, or in this case, uh, Tavita Pangai when they've got a full head of steam in the first five minutes. So running Adam there and leaving Tom Starling out of that initial fray makes sense to me. But yep. it's where does he play the rest of his minutes? Because they've got Papali'i and Tapanir, uh in the front row. They've got Sutton and Whitehead who can play middle. They've got young Corey Harawira Naira uh, and Whitehead on the edge. And then they've got Horsburgh on the bench as well. So he does seem to be getting real minutes, but with a bench like this, how do you guys feel about Adam Elliott, Mitch? I, I just think the instability of the Raiders team is what spooks me. Like, I'm a Tommy Starling earner, and if I see any drop in his points or minutes this week or next week, I'm hitting the eject button. Losing teams are always scary teams, and Ricky Stewart is a very angry man at the moment. I just don't know what's going to happen. Like, if the Raiders go on a win streak and it's behind Adam Elliott, he could conceivably have 60 minutes on the field. The Knicks talked about his PPM. Um, he has the potential to really rack up the points, but I I just, I don't see the Raiders winning heaps, and I just don't know what's going to happen with Adam Elliott. So, yeah. honestly, I'm looking to try and get off the Raiders as much as I can. Ooh, yeah, no, that's true. Well, he got 68 minutes last week, and it wasn't really injury-affected. It's not like there were guys busted last week. And he got 52 the week before versus the Panthers. His price has dropped because uh, minutes played. He basically got almost nothing. Uh, uh, in but it could quickly it could quickly go back to that if Ricky doesn't like what he sees. Like if they drop uh, this game to the doggies, which is conceivable. And then they have, uh, who do they have after that? Uh, uh, fixtures they've got the uh, sharks go. rabbits sharks yeah so it doesn't and then they got the eels and the roosters and then the broncos like n- none of those are win- necessarily wins for them so i just think there's a lot of instability uh you could certainly pick him up you're not going to lose your shirt at 399k but it's a bit too risky for my liking like he probably will get a jump in price and points over the coming month but you know it'll be up and down Fair enough. Nick, are you interested in Adam Elliott? Um, <clears throat> I was just having a look at my uh, preseason review of him and his PPM uh, in the second row or lock is pretty trash at 0.66 um, for his career. So I'm not uh, usually too excited by that, but he's really cheap at 400k. Um, my other concern, guys, is he had three offloads to hand last week. Um which is worth 12 points. So really 53, you could probably peg back to, you know, mid forties or so um, as a once off. So. And you're uh, looking more at like 500 K as his threshold. So you'd be lucky to get a hundred K out of him at that point. Yeah. But with the mid edge, there's not really much at this um, price point, especially cheapies at the moment that you can sort of pick up. So I can understand the allure for people. 
I think it's too risky based upon the depth chart um, that we flagged quite a few times and stuff like that. But, I mean, the biggest issue here is Ricky Stewart. Like, we have no idea what he's going to do from week to week. So, um, Stu mentioned that. Like, I don't think I'll do it just based on that, right? Mm. That's true. And you're right there. The other one is worrying about where he fits. That's why I wrote down all those different ones there if they were short on middles. But I really think it's like we want to get the best out of all of these guys and we can mm. get... 20 minutes out of Adam Elliott, right? Which means is that we protect Tommy Starling. So it makes sense what they're doing there. But yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure. The only thing I would say to you guys is like last, uh, if you got Leo Thompson, you can hold on to him for this week. Uh, but if you're absolutely desperate for some middle cover this week, uh, Adam Elliott could fit your bill. Because yeah, 399k DPP, you're right. You can't lose your shirt on him. Uh, all right. So that's it for me from this one. Mitch, who have you got? Uh, just a quick on, boys. Maxi King, 41 po- minutes. Uh, sorry, 41 points. No, that's got that right. 41 minutes, 533k and a 39 break even. Uh, he's not an urgent sell at this point, but I think we would all agree the cash train has stopped on King. Look to either cash down or move sideways to a cut price keeper, uh, which kind of leads nicely into a potential option that I'm looking at this week, which is Josh Jackson, Nick. Josh Jackson, boys, 658K. He didn't play last week due to COVID, and he's got a break even at 34. So everyone was looking at him last week. He's a DPP tackling machine and picking up now at a hundred, uh, $102,000 discount, which is pretty sweet. So his minutes have been trending up. Uh, so I did a little bit of a dive. So rounds one to five, he did 62 minutes. Around so six and seven before he went down with COVID, he was hitting 80 minutes. And the score's been trending up too over those periods from 41.2 respectively at a 0.66 PPM to 57.5 at a 0.72, which is a 9% increase in PPM. So he's looking like a buy. And if you think his minutes and his role will continue, he won't play Origin. He plays round 13. I can actually understand why everyone wanted to get on with last week. He's looking like an absolute buy to me. Not a must, just a buy. Uh, Stu, what do you reckon? Look, I definitely want Josh Jackson this week. There's about five players I want to be. Uh, I want to buy this week, and Josh Jackson is definitely one of them. Cause he's you only have two people. trades, man. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's where I'm currently stuck. But look, the great thing about him is DPP, especially with uh, the news that Brody Jones... To uh, spoil a later game, won't be playing this week. So a lot of people will be short cover. Uh, it also means if you trade Max King to Josh Jackson, you won't be increasing the number of Bulldogs in your side, which is good when choosing uh, players from bad teams. <laughs> yeah, Mitch, Mitch, are you uh, going to jump on Josh Jackson now? Yeah, I was strongly considering it for Max King. I've got the cash to do it, just straight swap. Mm. Yeah, easy, mate. All right, oh boys, on to uh, Matty Burden. Bit of a divisive one. Uh, 551k. He came good with the 52 uh, break uh, uh, points this week. He's got a 44 break even this week. Um, so he looks to bounce back with a nice 52. Uh, two disappointing scores against um, uh, the Rabbitohs at 23 in round 6 and 30 versus the Broncos in round 7. So his kick meters were up. Uh, 662 last week versus the Roosters. And his average for the year is 413. So... And, you know, there's a 250 um, bump there, which is about six points. Um, so this may be the game plan for the Borgs going forward. He kicked a 40-20, as I mentioned before. If you don't have him, I mean, he's he's already highly owned. I think he's a buy if you don't have him, um, personally, because he passes the eye test. Um, obviously, they adapted their game plan to him even more this week. So 
Um, I just think you're crazy not to have him. Uh, any objections before moving on? Uh, no, look, Matty Burton, he he's an option for Taylor Mayne. I'll be honest with you. I reckon he's a he's a keeper center option this year. He's not a keeper half, but a keeper center who you can you just park there, and you know, well, he tries his guts out, and and they have to make this team work around Matty Burton, so they will keep on changing things until they make Matt Burton work. Hundred percent. Okay, guys, on to Brad Schneider. Mm. Uh, 487K, 24 last week with a 40 break-even. So he can easily hit his break-even this week uh, with no Whiten. I'm assuming he'll take on more duties. So um, I think he'll be okay for another round or two. Um, but he have no goal-kicking guys, so he's kicking 2.3 goals per game at 73%. Whereas Jared Croker's back, as we said before. So he's an 81% uh, career goal-kicker, so he's an obvious uh, stud. So that will hurt his 40 average by 4.6 fantasy points. So the score of 24 last week, I noticed he only had 10 tackles. Um, we usually hits around 20 to 30 tackles per game. So, um, you know, he, you know, if he gets another 15 tackles, which he usually gets, usually gets a lot of traffic. Uh, that's another 15 points back in the kitty. So he'll sort of hit that 40 break even. So don't panic, guys. If you need to uh, put out, uh, if he's your biggest fire, you've got a bloody awesome team, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much uh, if you needed to uh, give him another week or two. So, um, on to our uh, predictions for the week. I got the dogs by six. Um, Mitch, dogs of war. I got them by twelve. Oof. And look, sorry, Emma, Raiders by six. I got in this one. I reckon. I reckon oh, Ricky dude. will find the biggest sandwich rocket he can get at Questacon. Sandwich? No, I wouldn't bet a sandwich on the Raiders. I wouldn't bet a dollar on the Raiders. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of something I would bet on the Raiders, and the answer is someone else's money who I found on the ground. <laughs> Assuming I was like Bill Gates wealthy, that's that's where I'm at with the Raiders. So, and yet here you are predicting they're going to win. I'll hundred. Right I'll, I'll mate. I also wouldn't bet on the Bulldogs with anyone else's money either. So, uh, right, guys, on to the biggest game of the week. Yeah, let's hope it's a good one, guys. Uh, so we have got the Panthers versus the Eels. Is uh, this in Darwin as well? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, mate, because we both know that these both these teams do not handle humidity well after the travesty. <laughs> like obviously, they're not allowed further north than Port Macquarie. These two teams to play well. So uh, that being noted, Mitch, what's happening with the Panthers? Yeah, so Ivan Cleary has named the same seventeen that beat the Titans. Uh, Brian Toto and Moses Leota are both lurking in reserve, so it could be late inclusions. Uh, Toto with his knee and Leota with his shoulder have both trained with the team on Monday and they're certainly slated for a return. I think I'd give Toto one more week because May is just an absolute stud. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what Ivan does. I don't think there's any rush to bring in your best winger when the Eels have who they have out wide, but that's just my opinion. I, I think they might just want to give him a week to tune up for the Storm next week. That is, is my, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? It, it's, maybe they should just, you know, put him on the on the bench. On the like, bench. Yeah, they you do it. They could yeah. do it. I just yeah, they could punt James and Salmon. Mm. And no, no, punt punch Sony Luke. Oh, no, yeah, if, if, or the, one of the two, right? Yeah, the, and the, then the, put him off the bench. Sony Luke along uh, because they're giving Mitch Kenny eighty minutes in reserve grade each week to prep him. No, for but next year. You, you just push, you just push Happy the eighty. Yeah, though you want him top form versus the Storm as well. I reckon you point punch Jermaine Salmon out, 
salmon. Salmon. Okay. What am I doing? And <laughs> ANG Plateau. But look, who, who knows? I'll, I'll leave it to Ivan. You know, all of us Penrith fans, you know, we now have our little shrine, you know. One to, uh, <laughs> well, we have three shrines, really. We have uh, one to Greg Alexander, you know, we have uh, one to Craig Gower, and now we have one to Ivan and uh, his son. So, yeah. We'll just go for that. a quick just for a quick one, can I just rant? Like, Greg Alexander is the worst commentator no. in all of the NRL right now. He's absolutely the worst. Not like, a honestly, chance. I, if you try I can him, write a, I'll write a list for you, man, that, that go above him. Andrew Johnson's okay. got to be at the top. Uh, the no. worst? No, yes. there's, there's no chance. There's at yes. least there's at least one former Sharks player, and there's one agent for bloody uh, Melbourne Storm five eighth that go above him. My goodness. Does, does he commentate now, Brayton Astor? He he does like the middle of the game report. Plus he does NRL three hundred and sixty, which is like a million percent of the reason why I don't watch NRL three hundred and sixty at the moment. Right, yeah, but but like just back to Greg Alexander, like he was meant to be like this awesome halfback, but he's got absolutely nothing to say about anything. Nor does he have any good stories or good banter. Oh, look, he's, he's just he, all... he's not Joey Johns for sure, but on the on the same side of it, he's also the Blues assistant coach for. Uh, yeah, but he's he's frustratingly doesn't say anything because he 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 doesn't want to give anything away. I, I don't know what it is because he's. He's also uh, on the board, I think, of the Panthers, isn't he, He is. Well, uh, so he yeah, can't talk about those things, but I, I do get your but point. He, he just can't talk about a lot of things. So it's just like, mate, just, just if you can't say anything, like Gus Gould, who's like, you know, obviously GM of the Bulldogs says more than him. It's just so frustrating. Oh, you know, Gould, like, Phil Gould's got the, the opposite game. problem. Phil Gould's a tell you that side of poop he made that day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We could just see the dust, to be honest, couldn't we? Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Anyway, anyway, anyway it, said I hear Greg Alexander. I just, I just go straight back to Channel Nine if I can. Anyway, <laughs> on, to, on to the heels team. We've got a uh, Tom Opacek who's who's back in the side, which has pushed Dylan Brown into the uh, coach's son spot. Jakey Arthur, who's now in Jersey Nineteen. Sean Russell, who had a uh, rib issue earlier, is back in Jersey Number Twenty Four. Um, I think he punches his lungs with that, but it looks mm. like he's going to come back through the reserves. That's it. Okay. Uh, Nick, who are you looking at for this game, mate? Boys, Taylor May. He's on everyone's uh, mind, I think. Most people should have him by now, if not the whole league. 558K, 42 last week, 40 break even. So, Tayo, as we mentioned before, is in the 24 jersey. Uh, so, I'm sort of thinking, guys, a bit of a strategy. Just wait for the game time decision on Friday night. Literally, like, just uh, watch the game early from... Um, 7.30 or something like that, see what's actually cracking on. And if he is playing, hold him. If not, flog him for Sawali or, or Kula, if you don't have uh, one of those. and he, uh, Otherwise, you just hold him for a week. But yeah, he looks like a sell, um, in, mm. in my opinion. Uh, you, Mitch Moses, guys, sorry? I was just going to say, 7pm is where you get the final team list. Oh, 7pm. Excellent. 7pm okay. NRL will release the final one. So you check there, guys. Yeah, excellent. Okay, on to uh, Mitch Moses, 653k, 22 fantasy points and 71 break even. So, an absolute shocker of the week in Darwin with 22, um, which is the worst of the season and worst since round three, 2021, when he was injured, right? So, it's his worst 80-minute performance since round six, 2018 for his first his, his worst 80-minute score. So, he just had a bad week. I have some perspective if you have him hold. Um, other than that, I didn't actually watch the game. So uh, any red any red flags from watching the game, guys? Uh, um, I know 
he probably was his arrogant self and probably wanted thought he'd have an easier game and the Cowboys probably just stuck it to him. But have I missed the mark there? No, uh, yeah, I think you missed it a bit there. There, there was just... Um, Mitch Moses is one of those guys who gets 70, a bit like Jerome Hughes gets his 70s, which is uh, those sort of... Ins- he likes a meat pie. He likes those incisive running movements. He looks to kick, then he suddenly sprints off, which he's very good at, and he did not get those opportunities. They were just crunched by the Cowboys. Like, they were beaten in all aspects of the game. And I think the heat and the humidity did a lot. But Moses, Mitch Moses, and I've, I'm tired of saying this, but I'll say it one last time. He's a flat-track bully. If you bought him, you knew this. So you're banking on the Eels smacking up a lot of teams. For him to get yeah but did he did he anticipate flat track bullying the the cowboys is my point oh like pre-game i think the eels they thought they'd do well at darwin you know last year they sevoed the broncos basically into the dissolution of the club yeah so they <laughs> I remember that did, did sevo get a century that game yeah, I, think. I think he did yeah. yeah yeah so he it was ridiculous so the the point being is that they you knew it when you were buying him so if you're selling now yeah, he got you 103. Better be you better yeah, be selling DCE. That's all I can say, or Cleary. If you're not, you're mm. wasting a trade. Yeah, 100%. What have you got, Stu? Mate, Isaac Targo. He's another guy like Taylor May people might be worrying about this week. I think, look, he got another 40 score. Guys, centers, DPP, edge cover with a 40. Leave them the hell alone in your team. You don't need to cash every single guy down. He plays 13. Unlike Stephen Crichton, he's unlikely to be playing Origin. Uh, Parramatta and Storm next couple of weeks, he might see a bit of a dip. But I would reckon hold him for a large chunk of change unless you desperately need the cash. I've seen quite a few people going, should I trade him? The answer is probably not. The other guy who I want to talk about, because I want you guys to go and chuck a star on him at home now, Dylan Brown. Only got 30 points last week because he played in the centres and the team got towed up. He still scored more than Mitchell Moses. But um, <laughs> 78 break even, 718k. He could actually be a genuine candidate for DPP at the end of round 12, which means that he is the other keeper centre out next to you and Aiken. Imagine... And uh, seriously, if it's Alakai. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Mate, okay. So Dylan Brown being the other keeper centre. Because uh, playing six, you can see how well he can play. So he's not a buy. He's probably not a sell. But for most of us in the game, watch for round 12. If he gets that, go and get him. Make sure you got a bit of if origin cash chucked away for Dylan Brown. Uh, 100%. Okay, so guys, who have we got winning this one? So, uh, Mitch, your love for the Eels knows no bounds. So how much do you have the Eels winning by? Eels by minus 16. Excellent. Okay, uh, Nick, what have you got? I got the uh, Eels by minus 8, Stu. Uh, mate, I got the Panthers by 7 in this one. Though, uh, yeah, I think it'll be closer than uh, previous results. That. Uh, the Panthers, they didn't look great on the weekend. And I think the Eels, they're going to come back with something to prove because they were embarrassed, like, at the end of that game. When when Hammer scored that try, that was pretty embarrassing. He just kind of... <laughs> I saw I saw uh, Gutho do one of those uh, Cam McKinnis-style sort of dives towards him, which came absolutely nowhere near Hammer. 
<laughs> it's like this in slow motion. Just just dived and sort of caught some hair. Anyway, sorry, Gutho, mate. You're a great fullback, but you've got no pace. All right, let's go to the Saturday game, guys. Uh, it should be an interesting game uh, here at Four Pines Stadium. Seagulls versus Tigers. Guys, big news for the Seagulls. Tommy Turbo is back. And guess what? It's a family reunion. His little brother, Ben Trebojevic, is back in the starting side, I believe maybe the second or third time. And so uh, he got HIA'd really badly one game that he played. But yeah, I, I think it's just possibly even his first time in the starting side. Uh, yeah, I'll check. We have Ruben Garrick. Uh, Ruben Garrick moves to the wing from fullback because Tommy Turbo is back. Uh, it will Homole. be his first start for Benny Chaboyevich for Bebe. Awesome. Well done, mate. Benny, you made it. Uh, you you probably only made it because your brothers are really big stars for the club, but well done to you <laughs> for having good older brothers. Because uh, Scott doesn't have any other choice. <laughs> oh, mate. That, how do you think you got on this podcast, Nick? Anyway, so so we've got uh, Hamoli Olukawatu, who's come back from suspension uh, <laughs> to replace the other suspended uh, Carl Lawton. <laughs> Uh, Joshy Schuster locks down his spot. Uh, Josh Alloa returns from a shoulder injury. Uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Tigers? Uh, so for the Tigers, we have Lucian Lealua with an ankle is out. Alex Seifarth coming into the back row. Jape Simkin returns at hooker with Jacob Liddell shifting to eighth man. Stefano Utu Kamano returns from a knee injury on the bench. And Tyrone Peachy rejoins the bench in place of Jock Madden, who shifts to the reserve. So that's a big one. Mm. Um, I kind of liked Tyrone Peachy being out. I thought he was a bit of a cancer to the team. But anyway, back he comes in. I think last week, though, they were missing someone to close out that game. And Jock Madden uh, combined with Hastings and... Uh, they just had no 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 grunt up front to sort of drive over the advantage line, did they? No. Everyone they, 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 was they coming on Hastings and they just triple marked him, didn't they? Yeah, I think they should have been able to overpower St. George in that game. But anyway, um, that's one that got by the Tigers, I think. Yeah, well, Mitch, how about you start us off with who you do have? Uh, so I have Alex Twal. He seems to have recovered after an early season dip. Over the last four rounds, he's had scores of 44, 76, 46, and 65. He's wow. averaging 55 minutes the last few weeks, which puts him above a one-point PPM average. Mm. Oh, uh, baby. Yep. Very stable base stats with a break-even of 35. Is there any interest in Twal? And we do we see these minutes continuing? Because he did have that early season uh, issue where I imagine had him playing off the bench and he seems to be back in the good books uh, for whatever reason. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I'm hella keen. Um, you know, he doesn't miss tackles. Uh, he, has, he missed his last tackle in round five. So, you oh, know, wow. he, he makes... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, he, he runs over 150 metres a game pretty much. So um, 30, 40 tackles plus 150 metres is just great. He doesn't miss anything and doesn't he doesn't really touch the ball. He, he just tucks the ball under. So he just gets errors, uh, no errors as well. So, um, yeah, I think he's very tempting, to be honest, uh, Stu. Yeah, uh, look, the only downside is that his ceiling, like, well, his ceiling is actually pretty decent, actually, with that 77. Uh, he, he gets no attacking stats. He's never scored a try for the Tigers, from my knowledge. So nope. that's a concern. Uh, but look, you're not really relying on that from these guys. The only one that does concern me is uh, Stefano being back. 
means that they might be asking a little bit less from these other middle forwards. And Joe Offengawi, who we're not really talking about today, but he's had a pretty damn good year, Joe Offengawi, both fantasy and play-wise. So, um, look, I, I can see why you get him. I just, I reckon I'd take Josh Jackson at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, 100% agreed. Awesome. Okay, who else have you got though, Mitch? What's the big the big This man? is probably the big one. So Tommy Turbo's back. He's at an 82 break-even and 756K. Back from an MCL injury and meniscal clean-out. I think he's a chucker star and him style player at the moment, guys. What I would say is uh, there might be he might be very marginally hampered by this knee injury for this game, possibly the game after. But what I saw from Manly in the last week, I thought they were super good up the middle with just the 12 men with the return of Josh Schuster. Stuart, something you talked about at the start of the season, that Schuster was the missing piece. I think, and we're going to talk about it in a sec, but both Kula, Tommy Turbo, Jake Trevojevic, they're all going to benefit from Schuster being back because this Manly team is going to be a much, much stiffer opposition up the centre, which seems to be the theme of the 2022 season. So um, certainly not a pick up this week, Tommy Trevojevic. I think we will actually see him play a much better game than we saw in those early uh, games in the year where he didn't seem to be quite up to, to scratch. And I think basically, uh, as you said, Stu, it was because he was just coming out the back. Everyone knew he was coming out the back. No one had to worry about uh, Schuster going into the line and, and drawing those extra defenders in. Now that the Eagles do have that back, I think they'll be much more like what we saw in 2021. So keep a very close eye on Tommy Turbo. He'd be up near the top of my Chucker Star list if I had mm. one. Mm, definitely. No, definitely on mine. Uh, at some point during the origin run when he, uh, I guess, finally bottoms out, I'm hoping like he does it really quickly and he bottoms out like 500K and then returns to 2021 form. But, you know, I also want a unicorn, right? Yeah, I don't see it that being that, that, that big a drop, but I think, you know, I could see uh, mid-600s happening. Yeah, that's true, which is which is something I would, like, he's almost a must-have at 600K, like, just just due to that ceiling that uh, he would still score, even with all the changes, he'd still score 120, 130 in some of those games, which is insane. So, uh, excellent. Look, I've I've got uh, the other big boy from uh, Manly, DC, seventy one points in a twelve man team, eight fifty three k guys. He should seriously be at some point be the other half that you are looking to have in your team, because even in a twelve man team getting pumped, he still rocked out a seventy one. He's just about a must have as a second um, half available as long as he is fit and firing. So. Uh, if you find some coin at some point, uh, he'll stick around that price point and he won't dip too far either side, so just pencil him in at some point. Uh, Tolatau Kula, 26 points last week. He's still got a 10 break even, 258k. Now, look, because of that Brad Parker injury, Mitch, and we know that he's out for a number of weeks and probably a couple of weeks worth of just to make sure he's good to go, um, and Saab out as well, we Kula's going to lock down that spot for a while unless he does something terribly bad because the only other option is George Tafua, who we haven't seen in two years now. Uh, so he's a decent cash down option uh, for you guys, but he's won't be sort of the number one cash down option uh, unless he's playing fullback. Uh, for me this week, if you don't own him, he's a safer option, but less reward than Tass. 
So I'd probably go Tass first and Cooler second. Uh, obviously, if you own him, just enjoy the points. Uh, another guy that I got huge amount of talk about this week, Dylan Walker. 48 points last week, uh, 21 break-even, 426k. I know we talked about him pre-season, guys, as a DPP half-middle. Uh, he's extremely dependent on minutes. He got 9 points in 10 minutes in the injury-affected run uh, versus the Raiders. He got 16 points for the, versus the Sharks. but And I think he was injured in that game. But the other scores, he's had a 40, 32, and 48. So I'm thinking, guys, he's a potential cash-down option uh, for like a Max King if you wanted to earn some coin prior to Origin DPP because he'll likely hit, um, hit that sort of 550, 560 mark at some point. Uh, guys, would you consider getting on with Dylan Walker? No, mate. Nope. Nope. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, okay, guys, second question. Him or Adam Elliott? Oh. Because a lot of Adam people Elliot. are looking for mids this week. Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott. I don't like either of them, but all go Adam Elliott. Adam yeah, Elliot. yeah I, look, I go Adam Elliott and talent, but Dylan Walker, I would say, is the safer choice. I agree. That's probably the best way of putting it. They have no one else in the middle over there, yep. and Dylan Walker's kind of made that spot his own. So uh, if you so you got to take a risk, I reckon it's not a surefire thing. So I think you got to go hard. No, fair enough. But anyway, we had a lot of talk about him this week. So look, we got two no's and I'm only a maybe for me, guys. So make it that as you will. You'll probably go and do it and make it. You know, he'll become a 900k player suddenly, somehow. Anyway, uh, last guy, guys, uh, Alex Seifarth, 347k. He got eight fantasy points last week with a 33 break-even. So the reason why I'm so keen on Luciani Leilua's injury is because uh, he is starting on the edge for Luciano. And a couple of times this year, as all the Tui Luggin owners would know, Tui Luggin's been busted at some point. Alex Seifarth has filled in that role uh, with Sean Bloor having that ACL injury. Uh, so guys... Uh, he's got three career games over 50 minutes. Round 13 last year, he got 58 minutes for 42 fantasy points. This year, round three, got 80 minutes versus the Warriors for 54. And round seven this year, got 80 minutes on the Rabbitohs for 59 points. So that's pretty good. Oof. So he's 347k, and he can punch out somewhere between a 40 and a high 50 in like you know is is two scores of 50s in 80 minutes so guys uh it, how long did you say luciano could be out for mitch uh, between four to six but we really need to have that grading mate might be something that we put up in the socials once we know 100 percent. so look for me if alex Safarth does get four to six for me he's my first buy this week uh in the middle he will make money, money, money. And he'll get DPP, though obviously by round 12, it won't matter so much because it'll be pretty close to when Luciano gets back. But either way, uh, Alex Seifarth for me is possibly uh, one of the top two buys of the week alongside Tass. Uh, are you interested, Nick? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like I saw these sats, 0.71 PPM on an edge is, is fairly elite. Um you know, 0.75 is like Angus Crichton. 
level, like peak Angus Crichton, not this year's Angus Crichton, <laughs> god damn it. Anyway, point seven one, .71 is uh, really elite, especially for a guy who I've not seen play. So I have to do some more uh, film work on YouTube as well. But um, at that sort of PPM at 60 minutes, which is the brief Stu gave, it could be a 600k player. Um, just to put into context. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I probably won't go to the casino um, when there are other known quantities out there. Um, actually, I probably will go to the casino, let's be honest. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I, I'm very keen because I, I saw him play when he played on the edge for Tuolagi, and I thought, geez, mate, he might stop Tuolagi from keeping that spot. He looked that good. So, like, even if he gets 40s like Tuolagi, he'll still make some serious money. So, for me... I'm I'm keen, Mitch. Do you reckon Seafarth or Cooler? That's what I'm sort of weighing up. Who's the better? Who's the better option? I think Seafarth probably has more cash in him. I'm yeah, very interested. I'm very interested, but the risk is um, Leilua's injury is not as bad as we think, and he's back in two weeks, which would oh, it, it it absolutely goes through the floor. He'll absolutely drop through like a stone if. If, because uh, as we saw last week, he got an eight in like 15 minutes. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. These guys are in the same game as well because Turbo's back. So you wonder whether Cooler's going to really like get a bit better ball and a bit more space with his speed, especially as well this week. You know, he might, uh, yeah, I, mid part two. It's really tough, uh, isn't it, Mitch? The, the other uh, one is Cooler has a break even of 10, Safar 33. So I reckon he got probably a week on Safar. To just double check, and we'll get that timeline on Luciano. Yeah. If you're doing, I, it. I feel exactly how Nick feels that I think that the Eagles are about to hit their stride, and Cooler has a lot of upside. He looks really good, guys. I think he could hold Parker or Harper out. Like that's how good he is. He's going to be a serious player, uh, and it wouldn't be the first time we've seen that happen. So. Uh, I think I'll go on cooler over Seafarth. I want to. I want. I want to know Luciano's injury, and I would caution everyone against that because we just don't have good information on it at the moment. I, I'm just taking a bit of a guess. Yeah. Based Mitch on will be working tirelessly, it. tirelessly looking at the stock footage, calling up his contacts, all both of his friends. You know, he he'll be he'll be diving for that, won't you, Mitch? Yeah. Well, I thought watching the TV that it was an ankle injury, so. I'm not sure why they had it listed there as a hamstring. Uh, so, it was the Tigers website that listed as a hamstring. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I mean. So it's like, I just, I'm just i just not getting good info on it. Um, that's what makes me really nervous about Seafarth because it's all dependent on Lelua. So if we find anything out um, in the near future, listeners, please keep an eye out on our socials because I will uh, get something up or tell one of the guys here to do that. So probably Perfect. the latter. And uh, Nick's okay. going to get up the... Um, Nick's going to get up Tass and... Uh, Seifarth's uh, video up if you can find it too. No, 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 no. That, that's for my that's for my eyes only. Anyway, guys, <laughs> on, to, uh, on to Jackson Hastings, guys. Five seventy five k. He punched out a seventy six. He's got a one break even. This one break even is mm -hmm. that correct? Um, he was. Oh, ooh, our, let me double check that. I'm pretty sure he it's was correct. He was the boom or bust NRL fanny fantasy podcast boom of the week. Now, I'm just going to rewind what? the tape to a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I said, average halfback price without the Sharks, Storm, Panthers, Eels is 576K, right? He's already at 535K. Um, he's going to go on another run. So, absolute bull run at the moment. Uh, I test demands that he is an elite halfback, okay? Kronk and uh, Matty Johns were like, 
you know, they were enjoying each other, each other's company whilst looking at the film. And uh, he's filling up the stat sheet uh, like no one else other than uh, Nathan Cleary. So 6.9% ownership. I think that's actually gone up. Um, I think it might be at 8% now. Um, he looks like a keeper for me at this stage. And actually, I've had to make way in my starting side from Matt Burton, who was my starting half at the moment. Uh, he's been relegated to the bench ah, for Star-Lord's 13. So I'm having Jackson Hastings as a must um, because I think he's a keeper-level halfback this year. Mm. He does look good. You? He passes my eye test 100%. And he's a big boy. Like, when he was running that line... It wasn't like Cleary where he sometimes gets underneath a shoulder or pushes away from a guy to get inside the line or steps him. He was breaking tackles. It was taking multiple dragons to bring him down. And they did a good job of it. So, But look, I, I like the look of them. So Jackson Hastings for me is... The only question to you, it, if you buy him at this point, is it like CS... It's not CSC for Talakai. You're not buying at 700. But is it too late for Jackson Hastings? Not at all. It, I reckon this is the. Uh, I think it's almost too late. If it's not like one break even, Stu, I think you got to. You got this is your last week. Yes. Okay. okay. Very, I'll, I'll rewind, very last week. I'll rewind the tape. I think the average halfback, once you include the top four sides, was like 650K or something like that. So he's still got at least some more cash to make. And, you know, 650K, he's bound to go on another run as well. And I think. I think the important thing here is that the Wests actually look like a million times better. You can actually watch them. Like mm. you used to have to turn the TV off and now you don't have to. So um, absolutely, I I think he's an absolute must. You'd be crying if you thought I should pick him up that week. You said to Nick and you didn't. That would be real, real ordinary. Don't you dare. I'm the, one who bet, I'm the one who told everyone to get him. And look, I no, was I right. I'll take credit for that. No, no. I, I sit down Hang and Hang on. I'm going to rewind the tape. I need to rewind the tape. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it was Nick. I'm pretty sure it was me. I was the guy. I was the guy who said, stop what you're doing. And I said, I'm not going to do anything half-hearted. And then I don't I said, remember I that. I had my Jack C- you, you didn't uh, do Jack it, mate. Money. Didn't do it. I didn't do it, but I told everyone that I was. And then you didn't do retracted nothing. it. Okay? But I said it. <laughs> anyway, moving on, guys. Who Nick, are we winning? Big idea. Look, I, I don't want to have to play Anthony Maroon and go home because of bullying, okay? So <laughs> quit, quit quit the show in the middle of it, Lee Paul. Okay, okay, boys. I got the Tigers by four. Stu, what have you got? I've Ooh. got Manly plus 14. I think that'll be yeah. too good. Mitch? Mitch? I agree with Stu. Manly by 10. Excellent. And look, we got the late game Saturday. The uh, toilet bowl. Oh, it is at the moment. Oh, Roosters so in seventh. Uh, propped up by I don't know what and the Titans on 12th I still don't know how these teams are as high as they currently are they've looked pretty atrocious uh, this week a few changes down to Tupu back from suspension Paul Momorowski back from COVID I'm pretty sure some sort of illness uh, puts uh, Kevin Nagama uh, out of the side and Adam Kieran is injured uh, we also see Billy Smith who apparently had a foot injury they just never bothered to tell us about uh, at 23 so all those guys who are looking to sell in this week you should probably still sell um, <laughs> he's he's not quite as good as we thought that he was or at least he didn't get the chance he only got a couple of games and he was busted uh, and Titans team this week uh, the worst news in the world Kevin Proctor is back in the starting 13 uh, taking over 
for David Fafita. That's the, possibly the worst downgrade I've ever seen. Uh, we have Jemina Sarko lurking at 18. We have Philip Sami looking to return from, I believe, injury at 21. Jaden Campbell at 22. Jamin Joliffe at 24. So it could be big changes this week again at the Titans. AJ Brimson is still fullback, guys. Will Smith still named at number six. Uh, and speaking of Will Smith, guys, uh, look, he gave the points, bought a slap last week. Uh, 42 points, nine break-even, 345K. For those of you who bought him early season and held him, well, obviously you fell asleep for four weeks. Welcome back from your coma. But you're looking pretty happy this year. Um, the only thing to worry about is at some point they need to fit Jaden Campbell and AJ Brimson in this team. So they've either got to drop Toby Sexton, which is actually looking more likely because how badly he's playing, and get him to play Reggie's, or Will Smith goes back to the bench. That's the only risk there. But he looks to be like a pretty good cash cow this week for you guys. Any interest in Will Smith out there? Mate, I had him as a sell a couple of weeks ago, so I was totally wrong. Um, I mean, it was different well back then. We uh, when, with the Jane Titans. Campbell was still in the Yeah, Jane Campbell was still on the side. And, uh, oh, no, he wasn't, actually. I think it was the Sarko's first week. But anyway, he's in a 14 jersey. But, yeah, in a 6 jersey, yeah, he's definitely worth a look, isn't he? Yeah, well, look, he he, he outscored uh, like three to one basically on Sexton against the Panthers. Forty two points for a five eight against the Panthers. That's pretty damn good. Billy Walters got six. Oosh. So like, yeah, you know, Will Smith looks like he's going to run this team for a little while. Like he's just trying to steer the ship around. He's not mm. necessarily first hey. string. But he's, he's the adult in the room with the team of children, pretty much. Uh, sorry, with the spine of children. Sorry, all the, uh, the all the spine members are quite young. So hundred yeah. percent, and I think he's needed in that role. I think unless they're willing to send Toby Sexton back to Reggie's, I think that's what they're going to have to do. So yeah, I don't, I don't think they can afford to. Any interest in Will Smith for you? No, I've got other things I've got to solve, mate. But uh, I wouldn't hate it if anyone brought him in. 100%. He's one of my five trades I want to make this week. Maybe I can find that DoorDash cheat code. Uh, <laughs> That's it, mate. Yeah, t- t- I'll, t- type I'll... in Paulie G. <laughs> what? Oh, he's he's old mate who does the NRL fantasy. Ah, so, uh, right, right, one right. Of the, right one okay, of the specialist okay. guys. Uh, Righto. Nah, all good, mate. Get it- Getting stuck into my preseason recommendation, Joseph Sawali, the 6'4", 110-kilo, whatever, specimen, 363K. 27 fantasy points with a 23 break even. He could have scored 37 if he scored that bloody try at the death. So he lost eight points due to the try not going on. And he actually suffered a two-point demerit due to the error. So, you know, I wasn't too bitter or anything like that watching that happen live. Anyway, um, he passes the eye test to me, even though Stu doesn't think he does. But, you know, my eyes are better than his. He wears glasses. And he's kept his spot with um, Billy Smith back in the 24. And I think Manu... Looks really good, so it makes uh, Suwali's job a bit easier. So I still have a buy recommendation on Suwali. So, you know, F the haters. Uh, jump on the Suwali train, guys. Mitch, what have you got? Uh, just quickly with Suwali, I agree with Stu. He does not pass the eye test. No, I, um, I never... You, you're the one who said that, mate. I, I'm 50-50 uh, about Joseph Suwali. I think if you need a DPP, if you need that last guy on the bench, because uh, you've got to eject Taylor May, uh, Joseph Suwali has that spot locked up. They paid way too much money for this kid to not play him this year. They can't afford well, it. The Roosters are not playing well enough to let him play for the North Sydney Bears. No. 
He he's going to be good though. He is. He, he definitely. Apolo- is. Apologies then, Stu, uh, Mitch. I will not take any Swahili slander on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to continue to dish it out until he puts on a bit more size. So just brace yourself. I got Mate, Angus. How much bigger can he be? Hey. How much bigger can he be? He's already huge. He's 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 a lank. He needs a bit more. He needs a bit more meat. As he, he's he's like Jason Saab, man. He, he Dude's needs... born in 2003. Like, oh my goodness. I'm moving like... on. Give it two more years. Two more years, and he'll be one of the better wingers in the game. Very six five, 104 kilos. Anyway, yeah. Moving on. What have you got, Mitch? I got Angus Crichton. The Gus is back. Thank the Lord. Uh, finally saw some action down the right side. May have actually hurt the Roosters as he refused to pass the ball to Manu all bloody night. Uh, there was a stint there at about the 60-minute mark where Manu had touched the ball once, which is a oh, bit just, of just just quickly. Manu only racked up like 50 uh, meters last week. Yeah, five. Runs. I know that explains why. Yeah, five he had uh, he had one run at the 60-minute mark for three meters. So those 47 <laughs> meters came in the last 20 minutes. Uh, as you'd expect, there was an uptick in meters gained and a solid number of tackles at twenty at forty-one. Rather, might be a tad late with Origin looming to get him, but assuming no injury, uh, and I think those woes have sort of passed him by, will be a thousand percent worth a pickup in that post-Origin era. Boys, do you sort of agree it's a bit late for Angus Crichton with Origin so close? No, yeah. I'm keen. I'm, uh, I'm trying to bring him and Jackson, and I think this week's due. 100%. I want him and Jackson both this week. You won't get him for cheaper. I think that, the, yes, you will lose some games with Angus, but you know this buying him. He's still a DPP. If you got him and Jackson this week, you're, like, laughing, aren't you? Like, everyone at home? Because it's just it's such good coverage. So uh, I would... Uh, I, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have Jackson haste. I'm going to have Jackson TPJ... And uh, Crichton all in my team. That's pretty filthy. Yeah, nice. It's yeah. a lot of DPP. Um, okay, let's move on. James Tedesco. So we spoke about him. We really said that he had to perform against both the Dogs and the Dragons because they're teams that really struggled to defend up the middle. And he did. 81 points, uh, sitting at 665k with a 23 break even. Looked dynamic in the middle, boys, um, which is exactly what the Teddy we want to see. Uh, likely to dominate slower packs and defensive line this year. Uh, but I think he's going to continue to struggle against the battle teams, which he has done throughout the majority of this season. Personally, we'll be waiting for the softest period in the Roosters' schedule, ideally uh, in that post-origin period, and uh, I'll be getting on him. I know both of you already have him, but for me, um, it's probably a little bit late to get on. Mm. Never too late for a keeper, mate. No, again, same with Angus Crichton. If you've got a hole there, you got Taylor May money. It's not too far to go for James Desco, 665. So if you've got 100K, uh, upgrading from Taylor May to James Tedesco, that seems like a decent trade at the moment, guys, doesn't it? Mm. I don't yeah. hate it. Don't hate it at all. If you've got to eject, you've got to eject. Okay, guys, I have the Titans winning this game by six. And that's wow. because it will cause the implosion. What are you smoking, mate? It will cause the implosion of uh, the Roosters. Trent Robinson will no longer be able to make excuses of you know it's my fault. It's you know it's the teams or whatever else. Hard choices will you know be forced to be made over there, and I'll go to sleep a happy man. So you know I'm I'm very much of the uh, pray it you know say it type of thing. So I'm hoping that the Titans get up 
Mitch, what have well, you got? Stu, I posed the question last week real quick that the alarm bells have to be going off in uh, the Roosters' camp if they lose to both the Dragons and the Dogs in successive weeks. Mm. What happens when they lose to the Titans? <laughs> like, the... Oh, there'd be... Do you remember like a few years back where they, they came like 15th or 16th just out yes. of nowhere? Yeah. Yep. Like yep. 2016, 2017, something like that. They just yep. had a real off year. And it was just Before like... Before they got cronk. Yeah, and they just forgot how to play. It feels like they're kind of in that phase at the moment where they just had this huge turnover of personnel and they've just lost some of that starch. So, was, look, they should win this game. I'm just hoping that they don't because, like, the way that they carried on, like, pork chops against the poor Bulldogs last week, they don't deserve to. Yeah, I love it, but I've got the Roosters by 12. Um, mm. Very happy to hear the Titans win by six, though, if it happens, because I don't like the Roosters. Yeah. I'd be happy if they won by 60, but I'll take six. <laughs> I got the uh, Chookies by four boys. What's uh, what's the late game, Stu? Late game, Cowboys versus Knights. Uh, would have been the toilet bowl earlier in the year, but the Cowboys are sitting in third, boys. Knights are 16th. And uh, look, Nick, take us through the Cowboys, mate. What's happening there? Um, The Hammer in 14. Otherwise, it's a unchanged uh, lineup. Uh, Ruben Cotter and Tom Gilbert have been named to start after both uh, doing so last week, despite being named on the bench. So Jake Granville and Jermaine Tunnel Brown feature in the reserves. And so, look, guys, uh, yep, so that's an interesting one there with Jake Granville in reserves. And the Knights team, I'll take you guys with this one because it's a friggin' mess. Dominic Young is back at five. Tex Hoy is at six um, because uh, Jake Clifford has been dropped all the way out of the 24. He might be hurt, but he got benched uh, last week uh, just after halftime, which is pretty filthy. Phoenix Crosland named at seven for uh, Clune, who's injured. Uh, we then have Lachlan Fitzgibbon is back at 12. Uh, Brody Jones has been, again, dropped or possibly injured and just not named. Uh, Leo Thompson starts gets a starting spot finally at 13. He was named at uh, prop, I think, earlier in the year, but now he's named at lock. Jack Johns at 14. Matt Croker rejoins at 16. And uh, Pasami Solo at 17. Guys, they're really digging the bottom of the barrel here. They've, I think, by the look of this, the last three or four players there are on development contracts in the 24. So oh, man. they're absolutely trashed uh so guys mitch speaking of one guy who might do okay for us fantasy owners from the knights this week who are we looking at look guys if you manage to keep leo thompson uh which i have and i think Stu, you might still have him mm-hmm. uh currently 28 points 26 break even 359k due to the carnage at the knights he is named at 13 this week, boys. So likely will decent do decently well. Should get an increase in minutes because uh, currently sitting at about 33. I was looking to sell uh, in the next week or so, and I'm sure you were looking to do the same, Stu. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically means we should be turning our attention to Max King because if Leo can hold the lock position for three or four weeks while Kurt Mann's out, um, there could be a bit of points to be had. If he could you know, average 50 points for the next uh, three weeks, that would give him a total of... Uh, he'd go out to 475k, uh, so that'd be about 125k increase, or 116 to be exact. So, 
hopefully some value to be had for us uh, fantasy goers in Leo Thompson. 100%. Yep, definitely uh, definitely interested in watching Leo this week. He is a hold for me. Nick, mate, who have you got? Scotty Drinkwater, guy, 601K, 52 points, 36 break even, 2.1% over in his ship. So it must be Cowns fans um, who have the 2.1% ownership. He's been tearing it up the fullback and continues to keep the hammer out of the side for another week. So be wary, though. He's a 31.7 career fullback. Um, but when playing on good teams, right? So I was trying to make a spin here, as I usually do. So the 2022 Cowboys, I'm saying good. And the one game he played a fullback for the Storm in 2018, I'm saying good. So I'm avoiding his time at the Cowboys between 2019 and 2021. So his average at that point, it's 49.2 over a five-game sample. So, you know, I wouldn't be mad if someone got at him based upon um, his sublime attacking stats at the moment. So um, I've got to buy on him, guys. He's, he's a huge pot. He's a DPP. Um, obviously, he's in a bit of a purple passion. He might lose his job. But if you wanted to take a flyer and buy him, I would not be mad. Stu, I think I think you said an argument's coming my way. Oh, mate, I just 601K. It's just a struggle there where, um, assuming you have PAPS, right? Uh, I'm hoping you got PAPS. I'm hoping that you have uh, Nico Hines, right? I would probably, at this point, pick Tedesco over Drinkwater because you got Hamaso sitting there, and it's just a, such a danger, right? All Scott Drinkwater needs is one bad week, one injury. Suddenly he's back playing Reggie's. That's my worry. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, but the stats don't lie. Forty nine point two. What do you got to I, say to that, to mate? Huh? 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 I, I I'm saying that. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, no, uh, what, what was I saying? It, a brick, it's, it's, uh, a brick still travels pretty fast if you throw it off a cliff, mate. It doesn't mean that it's <laughs> a fast thing. Anyway, uh, Cowboys supporters enjoy that rant. Anyway, on to our don't don't buy Scott drink water, but I would be mad if you did. Uh, Chris Randall, oh. five ninety k. <laughs> 50 points with a 45 break even. His ownership continues to drop. Um, but, guys, he only had one bad game. Only one. So, his average is 50 if you exclude that score. Um, I sold him last week, um, but I shouldn't have it in hindsight. He still has another couple of weeks in him, I think. So, he's definitely a hold. Any objections? No. Uh, he's, he's still a hold for now. Like, he'll score his Excellent. points. Sweet as Brady Jones, guys. Um, 448K, 44 points last week with an 18 break even. What's the go? He, he elbow. I, I believe that I've, he's. I'm not sure whether he's been dropped entirely, but he also had a busted elbow. He had a hyper extension. Yeah, we thought he'd sit out last week because of it. I'm wondering if it was super busted after the storm, and now he has to sit out. Yeah. So if he has to sit out this week, Mitch, like you know, what, what's the what's the chance that he's back next week for us? I reckon he'd be a reasonably good chance. Excellent. Because I was just having a look just about Leo Thompson's chances, right? we got Suwaso Suze back next week from a head knock. Uh, we have Mitch Barnett back from suspension next week too. He, he should get all the cheese at Magic Ground, shouldn't he? Mitch Barnett. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, so, yes, so, so those two are back next week and uh, out of the people can see. So I'm not sure about Leo Thompson either. But Brody Jones, that's a concern for me because I reckon... If Mitch Barnett's back, uh, it puts him on notice. Does he keep that edge spot? My uh, my hold recommendation is just based upon his 18 break even. So if he, even if he comes off the bench one week, 
he's surely going to crack that, and so he won't lose you any more coins. So, I mean, if you've got other fires to attend to, attend to those. But if this is your biggest fire, then you're doing pretty well. So, um, yeah, you don't have to flog him this week is my point. So we'll, we'll sort of wait yeah, and see he, what happens he, this week. Fair enough. Yeah, he, he is definitely a wait and hold option for you. You can use him to loop pretty well. He plays late in the round. All right, guys, who we got winning this one? Mitch. Stu, um, you miss your guys. Oh, I you? miss. I did miss my guys. I was. Mate, you, one of your one of your best uh, sneaky little tips. I did. Yep, David I... Clemmer, seventy one points. He's up to six eighty six k, thirty one break even. He's been very good since he's come back. Uh, Daniel Saifidi has been underdone since he's come back from that broken leg, and he's just not right yet. So he's got seventy one points in fifty one minutes, uh, forty five in forty eight, and seventy one in sixty four. And a side that was flogged by Melbourne. Uh, so is Clemmer back, guys? Because I know Clemmer's had cut, like what I would call maybe a season and a half of offness about him. Uh, so we're back. We're not really playing for Volandi's ball anymore. And that's probably where David Clemmer does best. Mate, 100%. 100% he's back. You called it and you're spot on. I would not bring him in, though. Um I think the team's just been a bit winded, so he's just carrying a bit more of the load. But, yeah, he's definitely back, that's for sure. 100%. So, look, I guess, guys, uh, yeah, I'd probably still go get Josh, Josh Jackson over David Clemmer. Uh, but... Like, we thought uh, he was washed, and he's back. So, yeah, that's, that's a good it. thing, right? Speaking of another guy we thought was washed, but he is back, Jason Taumalolo. Uh, 55 points, 703k. He looks fit and interested. He played less minutes because it was so bloody hot up there last week, uh, which is why Ruben Cotter played the full 80. So don't get sucked into Ruben Cotter, guys. I know I had a lot of people talking about him this week. He played 80 because he was the only guy who was literally not going to explode from <laughs> overheating in that heat. That's it. <sighs> that otherwise, he'll be playing 55, 65 minutes, which he's priced at. So... Uh, I've got a buy recommendation on Jason Tamalolo. I reckon he'll get back to that 800k status. I'm having a look at between him and David Clemmer. Would you guys pick up Jason Tamalolo over David Clemmer at the moment? He's on a better team. He is. Yeah, that... I probably would. I probably would because uh, Clemmer's got some more troops coming back. That's going to sort of drink more yeah. of his milkshake, right? Yeah. Whereas Tamalolo, like this, this point. side's pretty settled at the moment, isn't it? That's yep. true. Excellent. Oh. So look, and Taumalolo is probably looking to slide back up to the 800k one. So look, it doesn't really matter what he's worth though. If you're buying him at this point, you're buying him because he's a keeper. And you say so you just park him in your team. He doesn't play Origin. You'll... I'm so mad. I had him round one and then I flogged him because I looked at his PPM and it's been trending down for three or four years now. Like I've honestly had this graph and all this regression analysis and all this other stuff. And I'm like, cool. Tumalo, you're gone. And what the hell? He's just like come back from the grave. Like seriously. Hey, he and Toddy Payton have come to the realization that Tamalolo is more popular than Toddy Payton. And so he's he's got back his minutes. And he's a happy it's, boy. It, he looked interested. He wasn't interested for quite a while, like that I could see. Like he wasn't running with that pep. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I honestly don't know what it is. It, it must just be a game plan tailored for him. I, I haven't watched. Yeah. The Cowboys are that closely, and, so yeah. And he is playing the prop. Ruben Cotter is playing lock at the moment. Uh, Tamalolo yeah. is playing prop. He just loves the 13. It's obviously in his contract. He gets a million bucks. Plus, he gets to play 13 whenever he wants. So <laughs> that's, that's obviously the issue there. Um, 
All right, guys. So who have we got winning this one? Look, I've got the Cowboys by 20. Nick, what have you got? Uh, Cows by uh, 14, and I can't believe I'm, I'm tipping the Cowboys. Yep. And uh, Mitch? Cowboys by 16. Yeah, okay. It's pretty solid. Uh, let's come to another pretty solid lock of a game. We've got the Storm versus the Dragons. Uh, so, guys, uh, with this one, it's really easy. Tepi Moreau is out. Jordan Grant is in for the Storm. Jack Bird is back for the Dragons. Oh, we don't we don't care about the Dragons. They're they're irrelevant for fantasy purposes. We ratified so. Yeah, see, even Jack Bird playing six is probably not fantasy relevant at the moment. Talatoma Amon back to fourteen. Jaden Sullivan, who might be fantasy relevant someday, is at eighteen. Uh guys, for me, super quick one. Tyron Wishart two twenty k guys. It's still owned by eighteen point five percent. Jeez, I hope it's bots. Um, it's time to move on. He played last week in a bench where he might be suited to pick up some minutes. Harry Grant went off early. He's still got seven points. Go sell him. Get anyone else. Move on. Uh, Mitch, who have you got, mate? Uh, another quick one, guys. So I recommended him last week, and I feel a little bit bad about it. Brandon Smith, 27 points in 46 minutes. The real murderous aspect of this was the total lack of minutes. Maybe the scenario where Bellamy felt they didn't need more help in the middle. Mm. Uh, and as a result, Grant seemed to have the game in hand. Uh, I do think that'll change this week because St. George are big uh, in the center. He's sitting at a break even of 40 and unlikely to smash that this week. So if you have him, hold, don't panic. Our time is going to come. And uh, if you don't, just wait for Harry Grant to play Origin before you touch him because that's where his minutes are going to go, closer to that 70 to 80-minute mark. 100%. And I, th- I think, yeah, you're right there. They were tuning them up. They're, just, they're keeping Brandon Smith fresh. Nick, who have you got, mate? Harry Grant, 826K, punched out of 59 after getting the uh, early spell, 53 break-even. So he's not the top, top hooker, believe it or not. Um, 62.3 average. Uh, Cookie is averaging 65.1, um, but he's still 82 grand cheaper, and he's in 41% of the top 100 uh, teams for a reason. So, um, if you need to eject out of Haas for whatever reason, I'd go to Grant personally. So I've got him as a buyer still because he's a keeper and he's an absolute stud. Xavier Coates at 468k, uh, 52 this week, nine break even. As you're paying the faith for all those people that bought him, like. Seven tries in two weeks. So if you had him from round one, like, congratulations. That would have been tough. Um, you know, I dare say I wouldn't buy him now. He's going to go up uh, against an improved Dragon side, and then he's got the Panthers next week. Um, I think he's got, only got another 50k or so to go in, in terms of money to be made, so just hold him or, or flog him, to be honest, and maybe cash down to a cooler or someone like that. Um, other than that, I've got the Storm by 20. Mitch, what have you got? Oh, I wish I could tip the Dragons to win this, but I, I just, I, I just, I, I, I think they're going to absolutely guts them up the middle. Like St. George have proven that against the quick play of the ball, they have no answer. Um, I'm hoping Brandon Smith gets a few meat pies. This could be, this could get ugly. There's a reason the storm. Cool. The reason there's, like there's a reason the storm are at a dollar seven. Uh, Grant to have a big day. Pappenhausen to have a big day. Munster had have a huge game. Smith will get some points. I think it'll be stormed by 30 points. It's going to be nasty. I um, might go for a run or something at 2 o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Stu, what do you got, mate? Uh, by 20 as well. Uh, definitely, guys, uh, if you are a want a close football game, jeez, uh, uh, spend the day out on Sunday. Don't watch the footy. Because the next game, guys, is the Sharks versus the Warriors. 
And uh, just really quick one, the good news for the Sharkies, Dalf Nukane is back. Uh, Cam McInnes goes back to the bench. Braden Trindle goes to reserves. Andrew Fafita is still out of the 17, as is Connor Tracy, Matt Ikevalu. So at least, you know, if you see a C for Talakai, you're not owner, you're not worried about him getting benched just yet. Uh, what's happening on the Warriors team, Mitch? Uh, so for the Warriors, we have uh, Dallin Wateni's Lesniak. He's making his return after that nasty head knock. Um, guys, don't run into Nelson Asafa Solomono's knee. Not a good idea. Thanks the tip. <laughs> <laughs> he replaces he replaces Jesse Arthur's on the uh, on the wing. Aaron Penne comes back from suspension via the bench, and Ellie Katoa moves into the back row. And Bailey Sirinen is the 18th man. God damn it, Bailey! I like Bailey Sirinen. I really like. He's old play, mate. I wanted to talk about him this week. I wanted to put a buy rating on him, but obviously he's no good because he keeps on. Geez, working for Brownie. My God. Anyway. We we said it. We called it. We flagged it preseason. Yep, yep um, we did. I'll I'll get stuck into my uh, buy of last week. CSC for Talakai. Oh my god. Seven k, thirty fantasy points, thirty five break even. Bloody hell! What a week to bring him in. Um, <laughs> when he soils the bed against the Broncos, butterfingers and stags put him in a straitjacket. Do not buy at this point. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Um, I got him last week, and I'm feeling. A uh, bit stupid because I could have got Harry Grant. Anyway, Correct. Mitch, what have you got? Uh, just hang on, man. I'm just going to have a quick look at the Sharks' draw coming up here to see how silly it was. Okay, so the Sharkies have the Warriors, the Raiders, the Titans, and the Roosters. And then they have yeah. the Warriors and the Titans yeah. again. Yeah. He's Alakai, that. that dumber no. thing. Like, yeah. I, think, I think just it's he all is. good. Take a breath. If you've got Talakai, it's all good. If you don't, obviously don't buy him. But I think, you know... He's a centaur. <laughs> He's a centaur. Dags is an excellent player. What was I doing? Don't, don't, don't worry. That, 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 that actually might play out a bit better than you think. You might still get your 100K that you're wanting. But I think at some point when that draw starts to stiffen, as Stu said, as soon as he plays against someone who knows what they're doing, it could be an issue. Look, Talatau Kula proved that in 40 minutes. An 18-year-old boy who's about half his size proved it. So, But yes, yeah. Talakai... Hopefully gets a sixty this week, and he makes you that gets you to that hundred k nick, so you can go you know pretend to get Cary Grant. Yep. All right, boys. Uh quick one. Cam McInnes, sixty points in seventy three minutes. Do not get excited. There was no Fanukan. He's now out of the lineup, and Fanukan slots back into thirteen. Um, and really, I think the reason that the Sharks outside of that humidity. Uh, got towered by the Broncos because they just lacked that starch that he was providing. Do not touch him until we see a game like we saw against the Broncos and Fanukan is in the team. Um, we talked about it a time and again. It seems like Cam McInnes is playing a very different role to what he had to at St. George where he's basically putting the whole bloody team on his back. Um, this Sharks team is good. That Dragon team stank. Um, it's just not going to be the same player and I don't think Cam McInnes will be fantasy relevant this year and we sort of said that last week. 100% until we, you know, uh, you'd never wish injured in a player, but uh, he would be worth a run if uh, Braden Braley got injured. That's where I'm currently at. Or for Nukin. Or for Nukin. Uh, for me, uh, obviously, real quick dispatch, Nico Hines. Just hold him, guys. I know some people have been talking about it. It's like, he, he has to be your first wing fullback. You and Aiken, guys. No, d- delete the app. Delete the app if you're selling Nico Hines. Yeah, or if you don't have him. Uh, you and Aiken, 47 
in a team that got flogged the week before, and he got a 77 with a meat pie this week, and he passed the ball again. I sp- I got a screenshot of it. He's I've seen him pass the ball twice in his career. <laughs> try assist, man. That's what I mean. It's for a try assist. Imagine that. He's got attacking stats that aren't based off him. <laughs> like he he could seriously be the next Tommy Turbo if he if he can get 70 points without any assistance. <laughs> anyway, uh, look, he's he's now scoring edge points. I'm not worried about putting him in my center. I'm just leaving you and Aiken on an edge for the rest of the game. Uh, because he he just produces quality effort and he's playing for a contract next year. So, because uh, he's not going home to New Zealand. Uh, Jazz Tavanga, guys. Uh, look, I've got real concerns for Jazz. 39 points. He got 29 break even, 560k. Uh, he's not a buy, guys. Tohu is almost back. He started unrestricted training and less minutes in the middle and he only got 40 running meters, guys in about 40 minutes, which is a huge concern. All of his points were basically in tackles, 36 tackles. Uh, Jazz Tavanga is not a buy. Do not get, we want Jazz to be amazing. He can be amazing, but he's not at the moment in this role. And Brownie- He's a tease, that's for sure. You cannot trust Brownie. Uh, that's with guys like this. Only guy that I'm touching this team is you and Aitken. And maybe if he comes down enough, Reese Walsh, that's it. Um. Uh, the our last guy is I say all that and then I've got uh, Jena Arsi uh, 35 points 14 break even 316k he looked good two try assist one line break assist just two errors and one missed tackle he outscored SJ looked threatening close to the line did you see that ball where he put um, put Aiken Aiken yeah nice yeah he ran right up to the line suck it in the defender and just Aiken I thought that must have been an obstruction. That's how well Aiken went through that hole. Yeah, he didn't get touched pretty much. That's it. It was phenomenal. Also lost me two points for the tack- lack of tackle bus, but whatever. Um, look, here's the big thing is that I reckon to join as him, Nick is not signed for next year. Ash Taylor has retired. Chanel Harris-Tavita wants to go to the market. They've just signed Volkman, who is the new up-and-coming player from the Roosters. Um, the Warriors have that is and Luke Metcalf already coming so I reckon they might give Dejun Assi a long run in this team and he can play anywhere in that back line as well I would say he's not necessarily a buy this week there's a lot of other hot buys but watch Dejun Assi this week heavily I you know I reckon he could be very very good uh, guys who have we got winning this week Sharks by 24. Excellent. And I've got the Sharks plus 28. So I think, unfortunately, the uh, Warriors, they're just looking a bit underdone at the moment. Okay, guys, uh, that's the last game for the week. So let's get our To The Moon segment where we talk about the players with the uh, best break-even. So we've got Isaiah Tass is on minus seven, fellas. Uh, That's why I'm so keen on Isaiah Tass this week. If he plays decently, he will make you money, money, money. Uh, Jackson Hastings is a break-even and one last week to bring him in. Christian uh, Tupelotu, who we didn't mention, but I really wanted to, because uh, he's got that wing spot locked down for a few weeks. He's got a break-even of two. He got 42 in a 12-man side last week. He's actually worth a look. He's not that expensive. Nick Meany, uh, break-even of four, just Olam, who is not a buy at all. Do not get sucked in. Break-even of six. 
Royce Hunt, not a buy, break even in a seven. Matt Croker, not a buy, break even at eight. Xavier Coates, would either of you guys buy Xavier Coates now? No, no. Excellent. Break even of nine. Will Smith and Adam Elliott round us out. They have possible buys, break even of 10. Now, guys, because we have Cleary this week, we all have him. And it's not origin time. We all know who our captain is. So really, it's vice captain, my vice captain, who is what Nick came up with. So that's hilarious, guys. Who is your vice captain this week, Mitch? Well, it's been Ben Hunt the last few weeks, but given they're about <laughs> to get towed by the storm by 30, it only seems logical to make Ryan Pappenhausen my vice captain. Oi, oi. That's a good one. That's a good Just choice. Yeah, I like gets that. the COVIDs. Yep. How about you, Nick? Mate, I've um, gone with a slightly different one. We haven't really talked about it all. Damien Cook, his uh, last three averages like 66 or something, so he's in great form at the moment. Yeah, Cookie, well done. No wonder you've been climbing up the ranks, mate. No, 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 I don't have him, but I reckon I'm recommending him to people. Ah, fair enough. That makes sense. much more sense. I was like, mate, when, when did you make a good decision? <laughs> telling... <laughs> Are you really just telling people... Oh, <laughs> Go and buy Scott Drinkwater. I wouldn't buy him, but I wouldn't be mad. It's like, geez, mate. With a vice like that, no wonder I can't crack 500. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. So the, I've got Harry Grant, guys. I reckon he'll, he'll score a meat pie pretty early against uh, uh, against the Dragons. So he's, he's average. He's got the best average at the Storm at the moment. And considering how many sides that tell that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, excellent guys trades this week Mitch what are you thinking uh, so currently where my thoughts are boys is I've done a bit of shuffling in the roster so I've moved you and Aitken out of my second row into centre which has freed me up Ooh. to trade out Tail and May uh, so from there I've put in Cooler who's sitting on my emergency and then I can upgrade Max King to Josh Jackson and have 320k in my war chest wow. to potentially upgrade my hooker and um, Leo Thompson once his price uh, drops out. So I'm looking to maybe eventually uh, put iPappy or something like that in my second row to pair up with TPJ. Um, so that, that's my thoughts at the moment. So I'm just trying to get this team in a spot where I can pick up these cut price keepers so I can pick up some of the ground on on the two of you. Mate, same here. I'm, I've got Mater Cooler as well. I'm also thinking uh, Schneider potentially to Crichton. I sort of want to hear what um, what comes out with uh, Brady Jones, but other than that, I think Schneider might be on the chopping board. Stu, what have you got? Mate, I've got five players I want. I want Elliot. I want Tass. I want Will Smith. I want Josh Jackson. And I want Angus Crichton. And actually, I want Alex Safarth. So that's six players. Uh <sighs> I'm just going to sort out what I'm really seriously thinking is the same, similar to you. Move Aitken uh, to centre, move May, uh, possibly sell May and Max King and get in Angus Crichton and Josh Jackson. And that would give me a uh, a pretty stiff middle forward section. Yes, it would. So, because uh, I'd be have TPJ, TPJ as well in there and uh, you and Aitken hanging about. So... Wait. Yeah, I look. I'll I'll see what I come up with because I might I might. My goal this year, as in most years, get as quickly to that thirteen million mark as possible. And I reckon, however, Alex Isaiah Tass will make some serious money at minus seven break even, 
and Alex Seifarth. I reckon they're my two biggest cashies this week. Uh, assuming that we hear about Luciano Leilua's injury, that it's four to six. So that could be my other one where I just cash these guys down and wait a week. Excellent. Okay, uh, guys, we got a lot of questions this week. Nick, you're the questions man. Question us. <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> the Binders 2173 is a long time. Uh, listen, he sends in a question each week. He's a legend. Anyway, needs hooker cover. Thoughts on bringing in Verrills. Will Watson take back the minutes? I've just had a look at Verrills. His last three weeks, um, 26, 57, and 48. But in the two-game starting hooker, it was for the 57 and 48. So he's sort of averaging low 50s with 65-minute um, average. Uh, would you bring in Verrills, guys, with uh, Connor Watson yet to come back? Where's Connor Watson at? A week away from a throat. So Connor Watson is a yeah, is a week away and I think you'll get the minutes back too to stiffen up that middle, particularly with the Roosters losing. I don't think I'd bring Verrills in. It's a, it is and, a bit of a risk. He's he's sort of lowest on the totem pole because Cheese is on his way through for that team. Yep. So for me, no. I, the fact that they play Connor Watson at hooker as well, it concerns mm. me. Good points, guys. Okay, from Ross, we've got does does Tane Milne take minutes from Mazai Tass? Uh, Stu, I think you probably know the, the answer to this. Uh, well, Milne doesn't because he's not in the 17, but uh, I know that um, we, I think Ross changed it up to does, uh, what's his mate, Tor, uh, Jackson Paulo do it? And the answer is possibly. If Tass plays well, though, it looks the spots his, it is a risk uh, that he might only play 60 and they give Jackson Paulo a run up. It depends on how well Tass plays. Uh, also, he's 18 also, uh, or 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, 19, I think, this week. So another question, guys, is Adam Elliott too risky? Uh, is he too risky, guys? Uh, too based risky. upon 400 He's not guys. too risky. He's risky, but not too risky. Yeah, <laughs> 400K starting hooker DPP middle edge. But he also... He's so, solid, so, eh? so, so he's solid, but he's playing for Ricky Stewart. Risky. So it's not, it's not double risk. It's not like, hey, hey he's... 800k and he's busted on one leg playing for Ricky like Stewart. Like buying Talakai last week. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Putting all your money. Thanks, mate. If okay, you... I'll I'll no, just um, lay one into Mitch. I'll just lay one into Mitch now. Ian says uh, Hunt playing out of his skin but not coming across in fantasy. Yeah, eat that one, Mitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's he's also a Raiders fan, so Matt, Matt Lodge's dive heard him quite a bit. And um, Haas, Hunt, Schneider, all sells. I think I've. In, in that order, I would say hold, hold, hold slash sell. If you got, you don't have yeah. to sell Schneider. But any yep. disagreements? No. If, you, if, you, if Schneider is a problem for you this week, the biggest problem you have to sell, settle up, then that's great mm-hmm. selling. But most people have way bigger issues. And and, yep. and he's probably he probably is a key. Just really quick on Benny Hunt, he is playing out of his skin. Um, <laughs> So, so sit down. Um, he's a hold for the rest of the season because he's drinking all the milkshake. And I just saw this question and quickly had a look at their draw. Look, it's going to be ugly against the Storm, guys. I'm not going to make any exaggerations there. But they have the Titans, the Warriors, the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, and then the Rabbits. And what I'd say about Ben Hunt is he's defending hard. He's coming out hard out of the line. He's putting the first big shot on. And it's Mate, counting as nine tackles this it's week. It's counting as a bloody missed tackle. I watch every second of the Dragons game. And what he's doing is he's bolting out of the line. He's putting on a big hit like Liam Martin does. And then he's coming in to get the rest of the tackle. But they're counting as missed tackles because they hate me. 
and they don't want Ben Hunt to succeed in fantasy. <laughs> he is playing good footy. He just needs to tidy up those tackles. I might might put through some of my contacts like Ben, just go in a bit easier. Make those 18 tackles. 18 demerits. It's that's, that's Well, it's 18 demerits, but it's also another nine points lost in potential tackles. So I see it as 27 demerits. That, so that's he, insane. He could have been. He's he's a, he's a 60 plus point a week player if he tidies up the tackles. So the, just the hold the line, news, man. The other good news for the Dragons, they do not play the Panthers again this year. After this week, they do not play the Storm again this year. Their last six are the Cowboys, Sharks, which isn't great, Raiders, Titans, Tigers, Broncos. So coming up to the end of the year and he will back up after Origin unless DC's leg falls off. So yeah, he's he's definitely a hold for me. Sick, guys. Is is Hastings a must-have? I said yes. Yes. Uh, Mitch and... Yep. Stu, is he a must-have? Oh no, Mitch, you don't think he's a must-have, do you? Um, I don't think he's a must-have, but I definitely think it'd be silly not to get him at this point. He's, he's not like clear. He's clear. He's a must-have. Hastings is. You know. You probably should. That's he also sad. asked if there are any other serious cashies or mid-rangers. I think we've sort of been through everyone tonight. Yeah, okay, have. from from Brenton, Cody Walker, or Kiri target for your third half. So I was, what I think he's saying is, um, would you get on Walker now, right, or would you wait for Kiri to drop just a little bit, maybe a bit more cash, and then jump on say sub five hundred for Kiri. So uh, Walker's around that 464 from memory off the top of my head. So, um, guys, would you jump on Cody Walker now or wait a couple more weeks for Kiri potentially? Wouldn't be touching Oh, yeah, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know you feel strongly about that. All right. I wouldn't I wouldn't jump on Kiri till he gets to 5'8 and uh, Trent Robinson figures out how to, how to play his halves. Uh, and then for Cody Walker, we said it before, I'd want to see him uh, play against a proper 13. And we've got to remember, the Rabbitohs have been playing up the guts. Um, they're not going out wide. They're not scoring points on the edge as much as they were with Bennett. I'm still a bit nervous that Demetrio is going to play the Rabbits in a different fashion. And that's not necessarily a bad thing from Demetrio, but it is going to hurt Walker's score. Yeah. So, so, so our, 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 Walker... Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, not, not Walker. Uh, yeah, Cody Walker is a little bit of concern for me. He's a... Uh, risk that you can take today and you will make some money off him uh luke keary his scores have slowly been dripping up the season right so you got like the 28 30 34 46 51 last week versus but it was against the bulldogs uh but it was 51 in a losing side so i would definitely keep an eye on keary as he slowly seems to be settling out the issue is i want to see vintage points back like if you look at the tape between him and Hastings, you take Hastings every day of the week. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's exactly what I was going to say. Don't bother with these two um, chums. Go get Hastings now. If you've yep. already got Hastings, save up your money. Go get DC or that's Munster. it. Hundred percent. Or yeah, <laughs> or Ben I, Hunt. No, look, I, I'm seriously, I'm waiting for Ben Hunt to bottom out, and I will be on the Ben Hunt train. Or both oh, Ben Hunt playing well. I had Ben Hunt as my um M pick. He he'd be racking up the points in the Dalian race. Just saying. He is, I think. I think yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he is. is. He's third. He is. I think. I look like um, a friggin' genius. Guys, is Cotter worth buying of Tamalolo? No. I think Stu said you get Tamalolo, so we all agree on that. Lisa said, "Is Taft to Will Smith sideways?" Look, I'm actually kind of on that based upon what Stu said. Um, although I'm worried about if Jane Campbell comes and then. Will Smith jumps out. Aren't you worried about that, Stu? Wait for... Oh, because Taft plays on Thursday. That's the rough and, part and, about this And Taft can be in there for the next, well, what, he'll be 12 weeks, right, Mitch? 
Oh man, Taff could be in there for a while. I keep saying it. Years, I'm really, maybe. I'm really worried about Latrell. But Probably two or Taff. three years. Yeah. Taff's ceiling though is he's like a midget as far as ceiling goes, right? Like it's mm-hmm. he, he had actually I don't even know how he scores points. Thirty one points last week as a fullback against goals. the twelve. <laughs> he got kicked six goals against a twelve man team. He just he's he's decent. He's adequate. Taff to Smith does feel a bit sideways. I'd be tempted to put turn Taff into cooler or something mm. like that. Uh, to, yeah, Good call, and, mate. And if you, if you need half cover, uh, look, even half Taff to Dylan Walker, I don't love it, but I'd still take that over possibly Will Smith. Definitely need to get off Taff, Lisa. Yeah. That's what I would say. Just Great call, guys. Is Hyde, is, uh, so Josiah has asked, is Haas and Schneider for Jackson and Cotter good trades? No. Oh, look, just swap Cotter for Angus or Tamalolo or someone like that, right, guys? Mm. Oh, but and even I, I don't know. Haas. I feel like that's a real sideways move. Yeah. Because really, Haas is, like, Jackson has a great week equals Haas a good week. That's so what are you saying? Cut cash down Schneider and uh, just sit on Haas? Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yep. maybe okay. maybe we... Schneider into one of the cashies we've talked about. Awesome. We, yeah, we missed, We mentioned quite a few mids tonight. Uh, Alex has asked Schneider and Jones too. There's a couple of options here. Hastings and Tass, where he gets 173k in the bank and he can upgrade Mayor Randall next week. Or Hastings and Elliot and 54k. That's uh, Adam Elliot. In the bank, and he's worried about Ricky's <laughs> just like we are as well. You've answered your own question, oh. but then again, Tass has the exact same issue. He has Milne, he has Jackson Polo sitting there, both of them, right? So Tass is as big a risk as Elliot from form. So it, it's really where do you need your cover? Oh, Tass versus Elliot. I'll be honest with you, where do you need your cover? Because Ta- Elliot will score better week to week than Tass will. He won't get twelve men every week. So, an extra 120k in the bank to get some keepers. That's that's true, but hey, Elliot mm. is a guy you can bench, playing your bench, can't you? Like Tass, would you trust him on your yeah. bench this week, mate? For two weeks until Ricky's head explodes when they've lost another two games. Oh, but Adam Elliot is the guy that they picked up because he can't keep out of the bathroom, mm. not because he's a bad player. He's an excellent player. <laughs> Oh, it's funny every time. Okay. Well, I think we'd sort of say the second option there, wouldn't we? Get it, jump on Elliot rather than Tass, or Stu, you saying Tass? Oh, look, I'm saying that it's an equal risk. I, I get Tass for now, right? But, but it's uh, a lesser risk because he costs less, doesn't he? Yeah, 100%. Third option? Uh, no. Uh, I, I'd take no, Tass. No third one. option, yeah. Uh, because uh, then you upgrade May and you go get Tedesco and you're laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's not yep. too late to get Hastings, get on Hastings, uh, Alex. So from Dan, is Adam Elliott now a potential pod pickup? Yes, absolutely. Bring him in if you uh, are so inclined. And from Mark, Marky Mark, Payne Haas, is it time to eject, guys? Hell no. I think we've all agreed, yeah? Only if, uh, as long as he's not out for two weeks with this AC joint injury, which, you know, I'd say is a 30% chance he's out for two weeks. Okay. He's also asked for a mid uh, with a 400k budget. Adam Elliott. <laughs> Adam Elliott. We man? just or Alex Safarth. Alex Safarth. We... Actually, Alex Safarth. I'm gonna say Alex Safarth. Alex Safarth. Cheese. 400k. Okay. I'm not against that. He's yeah. 470. Yep. No, he's 427. Cheese what? is 427. Oh wait, maybe he's 470. Yeah. That forced, I read read the numbers. Yeah, okay, it's 472. You know what? You know what they need to do. Yeah. NRL, like, a physio, mate, not an accountant. 
And NRL fantasy and NRL like footy statistics and stuff, they need to have nicknames because like I go to type in turbo <laughs> and I go to type in cheese and stuff like that. I'm like, God damn, what's his name? Like Brandon, like he calls him Brandon. <laughs> I reckon the rest probably on the field go, cheese up, cheese. <laughs> you know? Anyway, um, and there's another question here from uh, someone, I'm not sure, sorry. Is Jared Croker worth getting on? That's, that's, that's juicy stew. What do you reckon? No. He's busted, Mitch. How busted is he? And like, do I need to say it again? Like, he's had stem cells put in his knee, and he walks like a cripple. <laughs> That's so sad. It's defensive liability so that really makes me worried about him. Right? I reckon I could get around him, and that's not actually a hyperbole. I'm pretty confident I could do it. Like he's busted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick, he's worse than GI was when you and Nate can win oh, around him. All right? Yuck. Okay, oh. like, please, Mark, don't get Jared Croker. Don't do it. Even if he has one good week with kicking girls, don't do it. Like, just don't do it. Yeah. He's busted. Anyway, I, I can't and, exaggerate and anymore. That's it. And look, Dino, mate, I know you've got your questions in too. Uh, so, mate, uh, I think we've answered them as we went along there. Uh, and the last one was, I'm just having a look through if there's any more comments here. Instagram. No, Messenger. Look, I think I think we're good there, guys, if we missed it. Uh, I know Brenton had one. I'm pretty sure we've answered the, your question as well tonight, mate. So thanks for your questions. Brenton, by the way, who uh, I, we gave a little bit of hard time to for his questions, uh, all in jest and love, he's coming 111th in our league. Why is he asking us Sorry, uh, sorry 111th overall. I know. Why, why is he asking us? That's it, mate. Start your own podcast and start giving us advice, okay? Yeah, Brenton, can you um, yeah, give us some advice, please? We really need it. Hundred percent, mate. I definitely do. Let's uh, tell us who we're buying out of uh, Alex Safarth's Tass or Elliot this week, mate. I'm buying none of them. I'm not getting any of them either. (laughs) She's got the casino box. Oh, mate, I I reckon I'll go. She's buying all seven. Oh, mate, I I reckon I might go the casino. I just, I really wish I had. You're a liar. No, (laughs) seriously. He had to apologise it for publicly because he's a liar. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? All right, Nick, his, his intent on this podcast is just to sabotage as many people as possible. <laughs> hey, look, if you drive drive down the grade curve, right? But um, no, seriously, like I want Safarth and I want Tass this week. I just want money. I love money in my team. It makes me feel happy. Uh, and you like you like it when you get beer bum steer and it goes south. <laughs> Look, giving you guys bum steers, it's 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 like, it, it's pretty easy, guys. I just have to let you make your own decisions. Okay, whatever you guys think is good. Anyway, moving on. I don't guys. know. Okay. Anyway, guys, the last thing I'd say it's for tonight late. in our wrap up, it's late. Uh, guys, watch your trades. Remember, from round thirteen this year, you can make four trades a week, which means those guys who've been saving up their trades. Um, you can actually do mid-season cash cows this year and they'll they'll get you some places. So just make sure that if you're talking that you're under 20 trades at the moment, which you could be, stop. Just reflect on your life. If you've got Oops. 17 healthy players, stop trading. All right, no more trading after this week. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it because I tell you now, you're going to get to round 20 and you're just going to be going, 
because <laughs> you'll have four trades, the four extra bonus trades that they're giving us this year. Uh, after round 20, you're going to have to live with those for the rest of the season and uh, and watch as everyone passes you by. Anyway, guys, uh, look, any final thoughts from you, Mitch? Uh, mate, as always, left it all out on the field. Excellent. And Nick? Uh, yeah, I actually have some really hot takes that I haven't uh, said yet. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, look, we've heard enough about Dylan Walker. Anyway, moving on. Uh, thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, really appreciate. Again, uh, make sure you leave a review if you do like it. I won't go on too much more. Thank you for making it all the way through this podcast. Love you, Mum. Uh, thank you, Mitch. No worries, mate. And thank you, Nick, mostly. Hello? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Cheers, everyone. Guys. Have a great week. Great fantasy fun time. Bye. <laughs>